Sid in the Morning on the Red Apple Podcast Network. These generations. Can roar with the Brooklyn Bar. So for one last time, I need y'all to roar. Back here on the Bernie and Sid Show on this happy, happy Friday, ladies and gentlemen. I know I'm happy. It's going to be hot today, hot. Friday, June 17th. And uh, we got a great show for you this morning. We're going to speak to, uh, well, we're going to speak to our boss, John Katsimatidis. He was on Fox and Friends yesterday where he killed it talking about the oil crisis and that idiotic letter that the uh, imbecile-in-chief sent over to uh, various oil companies. It ain't what it seems. It's a stunt. It was a gimmick. And John Katzmatidis exposed it all, and he will explain it all this morning, uh, why the stunt is not going to work and what the uh, what the idiot that runs the country actually can do about it. So that's John Katzmatidis coming up. And uh, let me bring in my great partner, Sid Rosenberg. Sid, uh, first of all, hey, how you doing this morning? Oh, I'm doing great. I love Fridays. we got a beautiful weekend. Yes, today's going to be uncomfortable, about 90 degrees, but a, uh, a real cool down. In fact, for, for us, for me, you and Lou, it's going to be cold, literally, on the beach this weekend. Highs hovering around 70 in the city. We'll be lucky to hit 62, 63 on Saturday and Sunday. Beautiful Father's Day coming up. So uh, I'm great, Bernie. Happy, happy Friday. Indeed. Welcome to the shore, by the way. I mean, that's just, yeah. uh, it's, it's, it gets weird. But, uh, yeah, it, it's about it's going to be about 10 or 15 degrees even warmer in the city than it will be at the shore for tomorrow and uh, Sunday. But for today, we will experience a, a, a hot summer day. So I know you will enjoy that. So, Sid, uh, we do have a guest at 740 who yes. I'm not really familiar with. Tell us about well, that. Well, this, uh, this is actually Rudy uh, said to me a couple of days ago. He said, uh, thank you for always putting me on the show with, with you and Bernie. But he goes, my partner, you're going to love this lady. And I know who she is. Of course, I listen on Sunday mornings. I was here to see the both of them when I did my sports show with Dr. Maria Ryan. He's like, Sid, I go walking down the street with Dr. Maria, and I'm telling you, I swear to you, she gets more autograph seekers than I do. I said, Rudy, come on. He said, no, I swear to God. So uh, Dr. Maria Ryan, who does the Sunday morning show with Rudy Giuliani, very, very smart lady, she's going to join us at 7.40. You mentioned John Katsimatidis at 8.40, and then later on today, when the show is over, Danielle and Gabriel are going to meet me here, and we're going to take the ferry back home together, and then Danielle and I, my beautiful wife, are heading to Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, for a Botox Friday afternoon with Jen from Dolce and Jen. (laughs) We'll be live in studio. You love her. She loves you. Coming up at 9.05. So, really, three guests on the show today. I like what I hear. I like what I hear. I like Jen. She's great. She's fun. She loves you, too. In fact, we yes. at the Yankee game last night. She must have asked about you ten times. Oh, listen. Uh, yeah. Well, I guess you want to talk about that a little bit later. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure, but did oh, you have a I good do. time? No, I do. I'll bring it up more later with more specifics. Yeah. But what an exciting night. And we did not leave. We did not leave. We saw the Rizzo home run. It you was saw a great walk-off? Na- yes, we did. Yes. Oh, my God. I can't believe it, but God <laughs> yeah. bless. I'm yeah. glad you did. Yep, it was great. Something about three hours last night, but uh, again, 
again, if this was a Tuesday morning, I'd be uh, roughing it. But Friday morning, incredible win. The Bronx going nuts last night. Exciting weekend coming up. Father's Day on Sunday. I couldn't be happier. Uh, well, you sound great, too. Uh, happy Thank and uh, sounding terrific. Sid Rosenberg. Now, listen, I watched because so you didn't have to. And this was, I'm talking about the Democratic governor's debate, the Democratic gubernatorial debate, which was held on Channel 4 last night at 7 o'clock. I taped it, watched it a little bit later when I had some time. I watched most of it. Uh, Justin watched uh, 20 minutes. I watched 40 minutes. And between the two of us, we got some, well, we got some interesting uh, Q&As. First of all, the, uh, the, the, the moderators, uh, they're corrupt and biased. You know that they 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 hosted the debate between Eric Adams and Curtis Sliwa, and they kept shutting Curtis down. It was uh, it was terrible. It was awful. Uh, it was just it was it was just like Chris Wallace and with uh, you know Trump and Biden. But either way, so but last night they were Democrats, so uh, they were I guess a little more even-handed, and they asked a couple of interesting questions. They asked the one which was good, and I was shocked that they actually asked this question, which was. Uh, about sex, teaching kids sex in the schools. In other words, what the Parental Rights Act in Florida was designed to protect. They actually asked them that question here. And I've been saying that the uh, the, the, the pretty incompetent uh, Republican leadership here in this state, the establishment, the Republican Party, they should have proposed a bill to make this uh, an everyday question and have these guys defend allowing teachers to t- talk sex to kids from K to three, at least, at the very least. Anyway, uh, let's let's see what the candidate said. Let's start with uh, uh, Juman- Jumanji Williams. I know it's Jumani. It's a uh, cut number two, Luke. Uh, Jumani Williams. Should we teach sex to kids in grades one through three? Take a listen to what he said. Cut number two. Yes or go. no? Do you believe that New York school districts should be required? to implement curriculum that incorporates sexual orientation and gender identity in elementary school, as some state lawmakers have proposed. Mr. Williams. But we have to be clear. So the short answer, if you're going to ask, is yes, but we have to be clear. We just have to teach children at the level that they can understand and not above that. And so sometimes when this question is asked, we hear the word sex and we think we're going to be saying crazy things to young people, but Thank we're you, not. Mr. Williams. Oh, yeah, but you see, that's where he's wrong, but you, you're not. Who, how do you know? I mean, you hire these uh, nose ring wearing twenty uh, somethings who are hell bent on uh, you know grooming these kids into a life of uh, you know mental illness. Uh, that's what they do, and that's what the danger. You want these kids to have their innocence. You don't want them to go anywhere near sex. You want your kids coming home talking about uh, John and Judy running down a block with a dog or something like that. They read a book. I don't know. Whatever the case may be, you don't want them talking about. You know, uh, John and uh, Joey making out behind the, uh, I don't know, behind the monkey bars or something like that. You don't want that. Anyway, and that's where it leads. And that's exactly where it leads. They have an agenda. We talked to Pete Hegseth yesterday. The agenda is real, and that's why it is pretty got, pretty damn scary. Uh, let's go to uh, Tom Swazi. How did he ha- handle this question? Cut number eight, Louis, eight. Okay, we have another question I, I, about David, curriculum. I have to answer one thing. She said that I support the Don't Say Gay law, which is she knows 100%, Governor. You know, Governor, Governor, Governor. All right, you know what? Stop this for a you minute. Know. Here, here's what happened. Uh, she, she, she did answer first, and she, she mentioned that Don't Say Gay bill. She is a dishonest, uh, horse-faced uh, 
a lightweight is what she is. And, of course, it's not the don't say gay bill. Uh, and she mentioned that uh, in regards to Tom Swazi, and that relates directly to the question that we asked Sid right, right. here on the program. Right. I, you know, it's funny. I watched the first debate with the Democrats, and I'm, I'm not going to lie. I didn't watch it last night. I was at Yankee Stadium. I don't care. Uh, my, my sights are set on Monday and Tuesday, the debates number two and three for our guys, the Republicans. And I kept waiting during that first debate for somebody to bring up, hey, Tom, what about that whole thing with the Bernie and Sid show? So if you're telling me that they asked specifically about that subject last night and nobody there said, hey, Tom, we heard you said something on the Bernie and Sid show. I mean, if you're Jamani Williams and or Kathy Hochul, that is a great attack. Wait a second, Tom. You said with Bernie and Sid that is a, uh, you know, a, a, a rational bill. Now what are you saying? So if, he didn't bring it up, if they didn't bring it up last night, that's really going to disappoint me, and it looks like they did not, did they? Well, they didn't bring us up. And they're well, never that's gonna the point. Th- they're never going to throw us a bone, ever, ever. Well, Get then used did to you that. just say WABC. Say, say, we heard on a radio show that you heard that you said this, Bill. Forget about Bernie and Sid or WABC. We heard on a radio show, but the truth is they probably don't even know because they don't do their homework. I feel your pain, but no, they know that we're uh, that we lean to the right, that we support the police, uh, that we're sick and tired of crime, that we want to, you know, lock these mutts up and throw away the key. Uh, no, they will never give people like us the the time of day. They would never ever do it, and that's it is frustrating. And they're low lives and they're cowards for not doing it. But they could have used it to their favor without mentioning Bernie and Sid or WABC if they said, but, "Hey, Tom, what about that radio show when you said that Ron DeSantis's bill was good?" That could have worked for them. You're right, but they could do it without mentioning the radio show as well. And, and But he's on and, record with us. He's on record, right? Okay. I mean, all right. A fair point, fair point. So, anyway, let's okay, let's go back to Kathy Hochul. Let her answer the question first. Then we'll go to Swazi. A uh, cut 7. Kathy Hochul on this, on the same question. Go. Parents will always be on the front line of decision-making when it comes to their children's education. But I will say that to say that someone, you know, Tom Swazi says he would not support uh, legislation, he supports legislation such as don't say gay, that is discriminatory. And this is the state of New York, the birthplace of the LGBTQ plus movement. We're proud of that. We willing to teach history. So, so, I, I just want to be clear. Would you support a mandate for the curriculum? We, I, I, everything has to be age appropriate and parents involved. Elementary. The question was about what elementary. What is age school. appropriate? Elementary right. school. That I'm going to get involved with the parents. I'm not going to stay here age and make. A, excuse me. I'm giving an answer. I'd like to hear the answer. I will answer the moderator. Yes. This is something that we have to involve the parents, the teachers, and the local school boards. Which is what the uh, the, the Parental Rights Act actually says. Tom Swazi, which was what Tom Swazi is trying to get at, yep. uh, that's, she essentially agrees with what the Parental Rights Act says, but she won't say it. She won't say, no, I, I, I want you to talk about, you know, uh, little Johnny wants to make out with Joey in the first grade. Uh, she's against that. You, you can hear, hear that in the answer, but she won't say it because she's a coward. She's a politically uh, expedient, a spineless, uh, you know, bucktooth weasel. I'm sorry for calling her names, but I, and I, that's why I do that with Joe Biden, because these people are ruining the state, ruining the country, because they're afraid of a fringe group on the left. Either and that, case, or, you know, maybe. No. I, I think that she kind of suffers from the Eric Adams syndrome there and that she's trying to appease a bunch of people. I'm not sure she doesn't believe that's the case. I'm not sure she doesn't. she's not okay with Joey and Johnny talking about those two guys having sex. But once you include the parents, Bernie, right, then you come off as somebody who's more rational, who cares. 
I don't think she's against Joey and Johnny making out, teaching that curriculum. But she throws the parents in there. She'll appeal to a much wider audience. That's my opinion. Very Eric yeah, Adams-like. Uh, uh, well, yeah, and the parents, uh, look, these, these, these little uh, grooming uh, pervert freaks, they don't want to. They, they want to hide it from the parents, and that's what they're doing. They're hiding it from the parents, and that's what they were doing in Florida, which is why they passed this bill. You do it, and you're going to suffer consequences. And she is a former Republican, by the way, who who just uh, uh, you know transitioned. How do you like that? Uh, the use of that word. <laughs> yeah, she good. transitioned to the left again for political expediency because it's the only way to succeed in politics in New York State. So in her heart, she doesn't believe in any of this crap. It is just because she wants to succeed, and she did. She's now the governor of the state of New York. It actually worked for her, sadly. Uh, she's being a weasel about it. Just answer the damn question honestly. That's why I'm sick of politics, sick of local politicians and national politicians. But you heard her say that uh, about Swazi supporting the Don't Say Gay Bill, just full of lies and distortions. Of course, it's not the Don't Say Gay Bill. We've been over that a million times. So in this case now, Swazi... He tries to rebut her, and when, while he's doing it, he looks over at her. She's, they're separated by Jumanji, and uh, Swazi's looking over at uh, Hokel, and he's trying to get her to look at him, and she won't do it. And that's why he keeps going, Kathy, Kathy, yeah. Yeah. Kathy. Yeah. So anyway, uh, with that in mind, listen to his answer here. This is, again, now cut number eight. Go, Lou, please. Okay, we have another question I, I, about David, curriculum. I have to answer one thing. She said that I support the Don't Say Gay law, which is she knows 100%, Governor. You know, Governor, 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 you know that that's not true. I said very clearly I'm a 100% against that law. Back in 2009, okay. I wrote right, an op-ed piece to the New York Times supporting same-sex marriage. So there you have it. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, he's... He's against it. Uh, he's against it. He said, at least he said he was against it, but he did say the don't say gay law didn't correct uh, that distortion because, you know, you and I know that he knows it's a distortion because we told him uh, and he didn't do it because he's a phony. He's a, he's you know, he's just trying to he's trying to have it both ways is what he's doing. That's right. And all of them, all of them doing the same exact thing. They're all sickening. Uh, listen, just so one more. Let's let's go to uh, they asked if they would except a Cuomo endorsement. Start with uh, Jumanji, uh, cut number three, Golo. I have to tell you, as a CUI elected official, I'm not running because I need a job. I'm running because people are suffering. We have opportunity to have a new New York. I'm running to tell my daughter when she can understand what's going on, that daddy did everything he could to make the state better for her and for the families of Would New you York. accept the former governor? I would not. And when I ran for lieutenant governor, I made it clear the damage that this governor was doing. And if we had a lieutenant governor at that All time right. that did the same, Thank we you. might not have gotten as bad as. Cut <laughs> number nine, Swazi on the same. So Jumanji is a no. Uh, Swazi is a cut number nine. Let's find out. Former Governor Andrew Cuomo has remained in the arena, so to speak, with TV ads and big speeches on current events. Briefly, if he offered you his endorsement, would you accept it? And why or why not? Mr. Swazi. Yes, I would accept his endorsement. Oh, I that think hurts. He's still very popular among. A lot of people in New York State, and while he, he has a lot of baggage, it. along with what he's done, uh, he's accomplished a great deal in the state of New York. No, he hasn't. He killed 18,000 people. If you consider that a great accomplishment, Tom Swazi, boy, this Tom Swazi, I got to tell you, I, he fooled me. Again, he was on this show Columbus Day last year. 
I saw him at the parade Columbus Day. I, I invited him on after he reached out to me two or three times a day when he, you know, told us about that bill. It turns out he's the worst kind of person. The worst kind. Indeed. I will accept a Cuomo endorsement. He did great things for the state. He killed 18,000 people, you stupid son of a bitch. And he ruined the state. I mean, the state leads the uh, nation in, uh, in, in people who are fleeing, for God's sakes. Taxes are out of control. Crime is out of control. What the freak did Andrew Cuomo do for this state? Oh. He shut down Indian Point. He's ruined the... Uh, the energy sector in this state. Because he We're felt trouble. Up, he felt up every female from uh, New York City to Buffalo. Yeah. I mean, yeah, not, you, to, me- not yeah. to mention that. Yeah, I mean, if I see Swazi at the Columbus Day Parade this year, I'm going to kick his ass. You're going to punch yeah, him. Yeah, I'm right? going to kick his ass. I like what I hear. Okay, yeah. lastly, a horse face Hokel, the phony, uh, cut six on the same thing. Cuomo endorsement, go. No, I would not because the people of this state want us to look forward and not backward. That's what my leadership is bringing to this people, to the state of New York, as their governor. Good answer. You know, it's, it's kind of weird. In the first debate, uh, there were a couple of questions I thought were really stupid. What's your favorite karaoke song? Stupid. Uh, what was the other one they asked, which was uh, also silly? Um, your favorite uh, you smell? Smell, smell, smell uh, and uh, Astorino goes, my wife's hair. Right, exactly. And uh, I think Harry Wilson said my wife's ass or something. Uh, what was it? My wife's ass? What? <laughs> <laughs> That's what Harry Wilson said, I think. But one of the questions they asked that night, too, was, will you endorse Bill de Blasio? Because he's running 10th District. By the way, Elizabeth Holtzman, I, I actually thought she was dead. God bless her. I hate to say that, but she's running, too, in that same district. Would you endorse Bill de Blasio? And uh, none of them would answer the question. But why, what is that? Well, why would you even What does that mean? Who cares? I mean, yeah, I know it's, it's, it's a poor judgment, like Tom Swazi taking an endorsement from Cuomo. That shows poor judgment. And if you would endorse Bill de Blasio, that shows poor judgment. But in, in all the issues we've got, that's the question you're going to ask. Would you endorse Bill de Blasio? Yeah, really, it's stupid. I mean, uh, of course, anybody would say no. Anybody in their right mind would say no. They didn't. Two of them actually stayed away from the question and said something like, I don't really want to talk about that, you know. Oh my God. Just say no. He's the worst mayor ever. Well, I don't know. Now Eric Adams is uh, right there with him. Unbelievable. So, okay, so you had that. I got a little more, but uh, I may not. I may or may not bore you with it, but uh, – that was the debate last night in a nutshell, and again, I watched so you didn't have to, and believe me, I didn't want to watch, but I did. Uh, listen, June, Juneteenth, yeah. the uh, holiday Juneteenth comes up on Sunday, believe it or not, that's the date the news of the end of the civil, of, of slavery, essentially, reached the slaves down in Texas in 1865. I got a little bit on that, a little bit on the, uh, the, the hypocrisy and the phoniness of Joe Biden and others. So that's uh, coming up. The Dow closed below 30,000 yesterday. Yep. Uh, finally, it's in, not finally, but uh, now it is in negative territory, lower than when uh, Joe Biden took office, this imbecile. Mortgage rates skyrocketing, gas and grocery prices skyrocketing. And if, instead of course correcting, they're just doubling down on stupidity and failure, these and far left lunacy, these guys, and playing the blame game, yep. uh, the 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 Biden administration. We'll talk to John Katzmatidis a little bit about that as well. Uh, look, uh, there was also we we had the debate, and of course the January sixth committee hearings yesterday. I'm not going to play a single clip from that. Didn't watch it. Don't care about it. But you couldn't get away from it in the local news because they're so you know they're so into national news. Remember they covered. They, they barely covered the assassination attempt of uh, Brett Kavanaugh. But uh, it's interesting how they're so concerned about the safety of, 
of this pro-life uh, right-wing Christian conservative, Mike Pence. They so so care about his his safety and security. He was only 40 feet away from the mob. Something could have happened to him. So they care about Mike Pence, but not a whit about uh, Brett Kavanaugh. I wonder why that is. Mm. That's kind of funny, huh? Last year uh, at this time, maybe, no, excuse me, two years ago at this time, they were they were killing Mike Pence because he hates gays. That's his career, which, by the way, he doesn't, but I guess he did. There was some legislature in Indiana. Uh, maybe he's not yeah, the yeah, biggest yeah, fan. No, he's, <laughs> he, he's, not, he's, not, he's not pro-gay marriage. That's no, he's true. not, right. And they, they killed him two years ago. They wanted him dead, basically. Break a gay pride month. This exactly. white president hates the gays. Now he's uh, the greatest man that ever lived next to now Jesus. Now he's, he's a useful idiot for the left. Yeah. And we're, again, contrast him to Brett Kavanaugh. Please. Nothing. And so a couple of other small things. Michael Avenatti, it turns out, another conviction. He faces 83 years in prison. 83 years. And lastly, just uh, uh, deserves a mention, I mean, because the videotape is out there. It's just horrible. Uh, Two cops being ambushed Mm -hmm. out in L.A., all because uh, Gascon, another George Soros-backed DA, he was uh, lenient with the killer here. Uh, this some gang bang or whatever the hell it is. Gascon has the blood of two cops on his hands. A violent felon who these cops were responding to a domestic abuse call. They they're responding to a damsel in distress. Yeah, and they went there bravely, and they died because of Gascon and George Soros. And you wouldn't believe this. There is a prominent uh, a TV host, a cable news host. You criticize George Soros. It's anti-Semitic because did you know he was Jewish? Yes, he is Jewish, which is yeah. uh, even I know the, the, the host so, said that. But I, I really expect now Gascon is going to be recalled. They did it to, to Chesa Boudin in San Francisco. I know it's a cover of today's New York Post, pictures of Alvin Bragg, that lowlife here in New York, and Gascon. But I think especially after this one, these two dead officers in California, I fully expect any day now they'll try to recall Gascon in Los recall Angeles. Recall that bastard and, uh, you know, lock him up and charge him with something, man. Yeah, I, I, agreed. You know, let, let him, uh, you know, remember how Mussolini was killed in World War II? <laughs> yes. they, they just slaughtered him in the streets and hung him up on a lamppost by his ankles? Yes. That's what you got to do to a guy like Gascon. All of them. Put them all out there for public hangings. Uh, Boudin, Bragg, Gascon, <laughs> yeah. all of them. I'll well, pay for the, that. Let the mob let the mob just pummel them in the streets, a la the French Revolution or, or whatever the hell. Anyway, on that up note, I'll end this segment on the Bernie and Sitcha. A lot more to come. Uh, we have uh, John Katzmatidis. We have her name is again once again. Said, I'm Doc, sorry, Doctor Maria Ryan, and the Dr. very entertaining Jen from Dolce. Yes, we're getting Botox today, but she loves Bernie and Sid. She's on our side of the fence. Everybody loves her from her great her gay pride party Wednesday night to the great night at Yankee Stadium last night. Jen from Dolce as well. Friday morning with Bernie and Sid. Bernie and Sid in the morning on the Red Apple Podcast Network. The 2-1. High fly ball. Deep right center. There it goes. See ya. Ball game. Rizzo. And the Yankees are in seventh heaven. They've won their seventh in a row as they sweep the Rays right out of the Bronx. I actually spoke to the great Michael K. yesterday. That's him on the call 
And we stayed for the whole game, me, my beautiful wife, Danielle, the great Jen from Dolce, and her ex-husband, Tommy. And uh, Yankees win it, walk-off home run for Anthony Rizzo. Rizzo, Stanton, and Judge, those three guys, there's your offense. And they pitched great again last night. Severino couldn't even start. He was sick, and it didn't matter. And they beat the Rays 2-1. to They complete the sweep. Big weekend series against Toronto. The Yankees have now built a 10-game lead over the Blue Jays. And after 63 efforts, the Yanks are 47-16. and 16. But what struck me last night, Bernie, well, they're is unstoppable. unstoppable. They're unstoppable. Yeah. So uh, Danielle didn't want to drive because, you know, she, she has a couple of drinks and she's smart. She doesn't drive, you know. So we decided to take an Uber. So we, uh, the Uber picked us up at our house in Queens at 520, 520. And the first pitch, 705 last night, 705. So saying you got an hour and 45 minutes to get from basically Rockaway to the Bronx. Now, listen, last night was a rare night in that both local baseball teams were home. So, for example, we took the Grand Central. We had to pass City Field where the Mets were hosting the Brewers just to get to the Bronx where the Yankees are hosting the Rays. So the point being the traffic the whole way. It didn't matter. That, you know, the, the Uber driver was trying to figure out. He took the streets. We must have taken Cross Bay Boulevard for about 90,000 blocks. Oh, that takes oh forever. Yeah. It, it, but it, it couldn't, he couldn't take the belt. He couldn't right. take the belt. So, Lights. The, right. Yeah. So the Van Wick was brutal. The Bronx was absolutely awful. So we leave Rockaway at 520, and we walk into the box at Yankee Stadium at 720. Two hours. We missed the first couple of pitches of the game. Two hours on a Thursday night. And, Lou, you talked about this with MJ even before I left last night, I right? I couldn't even believe you were doing it. Exactly like Bernie was saying yesterday. Like, that is a long day, man. And the, and I said to MJ, like, they're still going to Yankee Stadium from yeah. here. Yeah. From our area. You know how long it's going to take yeah. them? Two hours. Two hours. Doesn't even seem like a lot to me. It's an eternity. Oh, to get now, Yankee yeah. Stadium alone right around I know. there. Now, we weren't <laughs> driving. Again, we took an Uber. But it was uh, brutal. And then, you know, because like uh, Lou was said, you're right, no one's taking the trains. I, I didn't see what the four train was like last night to the Bronx. Everybody, despite the gas prices, they're still on the road. And then, Lou, you made mention of that gas station by the FDR. That's I, brutal. I had to get gas, and I never do this in Manhattan. I'm always, Queens is okay. Much <laughs> cheaper, much cheaper. Yeah. But Manhattan has got you, man. And I needed it before I left going home. $7.35. Jesus. You yeah. hear that, Bernie? And there was a self-serve yeah, yeah, and of a course pump I know it. it. They pump it for you. So sell, so if they pump it well, for yeah. you, it's seven sixty. <laughs> yeah, that's part of the uh, expense. No, I couldn't yeah. believe it. It is sick. It is you know, it's, it's hit California that high. But here, the official price uh, average is five dollars and two cents. But in places like New York and California. That's the highest I've heard, though, yeah. in the New York area. Yeah, because by me, uh, by us, uh, Louis and Queens, like that that station on one sixteen, it's five thirty five to pay seven sixty by the FDR is insane. But again, uh, the cars uh, we couldn't move, we couldn't move, so they're still out there driving. I'll tell you that much. Uh-huh. <laughs> still no, coming it's, home. It's, it, you're going to learn. I said it's sadly the, the, it's prohibitive. It really is the traffic. From your area to anywhere, anywhere in the city in the evening. You're dead. You know, re- regarding the rush hour, you're dead. You're dead. If yeah. there are baseball games, you got to pass uh, Shea Stadium or, excuse me, City Field on the Grand Central. You're totally screwed. Yeah. And and then even Yankee Stadium, approaching Yankee Stadium oh, during a Yankee game. Forget about it. The cross especially as, as the winners that they are this year. 
Uh, it's just, it's just, it's it, again, it, it's not doable. It's prohibitive. Is the three dollar word? Yeah, but, but again, so I mean, I'm, we're going to do it because we don't. You know, we're not driving. It's not nearly as bad. If Danielle had to drive, she would have been going crazy. So you sit in the back of the car, you take a nap. It's fine, but it is, it, it is time consuming. And I'll tell you this: now we live close to Long Island, obviously by Ubernard. And the other night, we had something to do on Long Island, me and Danielle, and that was a bitch. I got news for There's you. There's nowhere to go. There's nowhere to go. There's nowhere. No, the Belt, no, Park, the Belt Parkway is a nightmare. Exactly. Every day. Every day. All hours. The Cross Island is no good. The LIE is Listen. no good. The Northern... There's nowhere to go. No. I have a friend. Uh, I told you my friend, Ronnie Marino. He has Christine's Restaurant in Atlantic Highlands. Everybody loves that restaurant. Everybody does. Uh, anyway, he moved away from my area. He was my best friend. He moved away from my area and moved down there. And he's pissed off at me because I won't go to visit him because of the Belt Parkway. Yep. I will not subject myself to it. I'm like, bro, you moved. I'm sorry. I love you. I, I came down to your restaurant a couple of times. Yeah. But I can't, on a regular basis, I cannot come see you. I don't blame because, you. Because of the Belt Parkway. Belt's the worst. Always, even on the weekends, you get one lane down. You get an accident, and it's inevitable that it happens. No, the, the weekends are even worse because when you yes. go east on the belt, you're heading towards Long Island, towards the Hamptons. And in fact, yeah, I got to exactly. tell you, the guy that I was cursing out again, I wasn't driving, so I don't want to make it sound like it was awful. It wasn't, but it wasn't great. But the guy that I was cursing out in the backseat of the car last night was Joe Nolan. I'm like, Joe, you got to text me. What is the traffic like on the way to Yankee Stadium? Let me help my Uber driver out. I heard nothing from Joe Nolan. Nothing. Uh, 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 well, <laughs> so you can introduce him now, Bernie. Good luck. <laughs> Joe Nolan is the GOAT. Traffic and sports is coming up next. But right now it is time for the 77. We'll get to Joe in a minute. Right now it's time for the 77 WABC Clip of the Day. Now listen to this, folks. This is every Saturday and Sunday starting at 5 o'clock. Music Radio 77 WABC presents the Vinny Madunio Show, part of a great music radio weekend lineup. Saturdays with Cousin Brucie and Tony Orlando, and then Sundays with Joe Piscopo and Deanna Martin. Here is Vinny Maduno. Loving all this great music and loving being in the hot seat with you on a Sunday. It's Vinny Maduno giving a shout-out right now from Jackie to her mom, Rosemarie. Happy birthday, Rosemarie. Smile a little smile for me, Rosemarie. Love that. So happy birthday and many more from your beautiful daughter. And to David and Penny listening from Waldorf, Maryland. They just celebrated their 40th anniversary. And Dave is saying this music takes him right back to when he was younger, especially memories from his bar mitzvah. This is Sid on Sports. Sponsored by Peerless Boilers on 77 WABC. Well, we were at Yankee Stadium last night, and when the Yanks play, they win. It's just the bottom line. They pitch. They have two or three guys that hit game-winning home runs, and they're now 47-16. and 16. They've now built a 10-game lead over the second-place Toronto Blue Jays, who they'll play this weekend. Last night, they fell behind Tampa Bay 1-0. RBI single from Anthony Rizzo tied the game, and then in the bottom of the ninth, with the game tied at one and us walking towards the exits. Game over. The 2-1. High fly ball. Deep right center. There it goes. See ya. Ball game. Rizzo. And the Yankees are in seventh heaven. They've won their seventh in a row as they sweep the Rays right out of the Bronx. That is the uh, seventh in a row for the Yankees. Also, they've won 14 straight at home. That's their most home wins in a row in about 70 years. 
And again, the Yanks are now 31 games over 500. The Mets erased a 4-1 to deficit at home against the Brewers last night. They won two, beat Milwaukee 5-4. to On this night, the Braves, who've now won 14 straight, were off. So the Mets, now 19 games over 500, lead Atlanta by four and a half. The Golden State Warriors, once again, are NBA champs. Here's our dear friend, the Hall of Famer, Mike Breen. And that'll do it. It's over. The Golden State Warriors return to a familiar place. They're on top of the NBA world. The fourth title in eight years. The Dubs dynasty is still very much alive. 103 to 90, your final score. Golden State wins it in six. Steve Kerr becomes one of just four men alive to win at least nine championships. He won three as a player with the Bulls, two as a player in San Antonio, his fourth as the head coach of the Warriors. Sports brought to you by the great Pete Morgan, Peerless Boilers. PeerlessBoilers.com, PavilionTankless.com. They do build America's best boilers. Dr. Maria Ryan coming up at 740. I'm Sid with sports. I want to rock! Bernie and Sid in the morning on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Ladies and gentlemen, here on the Bernie and Sid Show. Heard everywhere on that 77 WABC app. Simulcast out on Eastern Long Island. News Talk 107.1 FM. On a very, very beautiful Friday morning. Really gorgeous. Uh, it's going to be, this is going to be the best day of the weekend, actually. So try to, uh, you know, if you're going to barbecue, do it today. Get out there, do whatever you got to do. It's just going to be I don't know. a wonder. Whoa, 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 whoa. Too hot, way too hot today. 90 degrees. You want to oh, do well, it? You want to do it tomorrow? Seventy-four, breezy, sunny—a much prettier weekend than today is the only humid day of the next three. Not well, the day I, to do it. Okay, maybe I'm being selfish, but uh, <laughs> yeah. when, when, you're when on you're the beach. Al- <laughs> when you're along the shore, yes. When it, right. whenever it's going to be cool, you can expect a, an onshore breeze. Right. And I don't like that. I like. Uh, I like when, it too. It'll actually be too cold for folks no, like me and Wenlu over the weekend. But for the average folks who don't live on the water, today is not a good day. Too hot, too humid. I, Saturday and Sunday are going to be perfect. I like when dusk is falling. I like it to be nice and calm yeah. and warm, so you can sit outside with that brew and really enjoy it. Instead of saying, "Damn, I'm cold. I need a jacket." <laughs> yes. So that's why I say today. That's for me. That's personal. But uh, either way, it's the whole weekend is going to be great, folks. It's great to be alive. Great, great time to be alive. Uh, I mean, it's not the greatest time. I would say a few years ago, 2019 was the last great uh, time to be alive in the history of civilization. We had the best quality of life. We still do. We don't even realize it. We're all at each other's throats, and uh, it's so unnecessary. But you have these uh, woke-tard fools who are ingrates and uh, are trying to ruin everything, essentially, is what they're doing. And uh, the, the, some of these woke tart fools happen to be uh, in charge. You have the uh, imbecile in chief leading the idiocracy down there in Washington, D.C. You have his number two, this uh, bimbo, who essentially slept to the top of California politics and ended up being, well, 
the vice president of the United States, and she was uh, named border czar as vice president of the United States, and uh, a complete and total failure. Not that it surprises us or surprises me. The woman is a loser. She's a, lo- a lightweight, a lowlife. She, she contributed money to bail out people who assaulted police officers. She's really just a, a gross uh, example of, uh, you know, this, the leadership, again, that we have and why November 2022 means so much. Because even on a congressional level, federal level, congressional, statewide, uh, countywide, citywide, the, the election it, it means a whole hell of a lot. So anyway, yesterday they named Kamala Harris. She's going to be in charge of something called uh, online harassment. Uh, yeah, that's right. She's going to be in charge of something called online harassment. Now, they some people are saying this is replaces the truth ministry, which was such a disastrous rollout. They had this dingbat uh, who sings Mary Poppins songs. She was going to lead it. Anyway, it was terrible. It was horrible. Now Kamala is leading this, along with a, a tennis player named Sloane Stevens, who says she was bullied online. Well, guess what? A lot of people are bullied online, but... Okay, you want to stop this? I'm not. I'm not against it. That's fine. And this is uh, the aforementioned Kamala yesterday, talking about her new gig, supervising online harassment. Cut 23, please, Lou. Well, the internet is an essential part of life in the 21st century. Can't get around it. Can't get around without it. Very, very deep. Very profound. <laughs> Genius. That is just like uh, I, I'm, I'm going to wow. have that engraved <clears throat> on my. Uh, I don't know on my. Uh, Above my fireplace, I guess. It is worth pointing out that Sloane Stevens, who I actually saw play as a little kid, mind you, Coconut Creek Coral Springs, is black, just so you know. Oh, yeah. Because you say tennis player, and I think most people think, oh, you got to be white. She's black. You know, that's kind of racist I am. I I saw videotape of her. I know she's black. It didn't even occur to me to uh, make that distinction. But you're right. In this day and age where everybody... It, it plays identity politics. I should have said she's black. Yeah, well, especially Kamala. She's going to attach herself to the black player. Again, you're a great player, Sloane Stevens, one of the great young and upcoming is. players in the country. She's great in the world, I should say. And a nice girl. Yes, yes. But, of course, Kamala's going to attach herself to the black tennis player. It ain't going to be the white European chick. No, she, exactly right. And, and, and it was worth pointing out. Uh, uh, shame on me for not doing so. Now, the uh, hero of the week, Myra Flores, who is the congresswoman-elect from Texas, flipped a uh, blue seat for 150 years, red, the first victor in the red wave that's coming in November. Anyway, she said this about uh, Kamala, mostly regarding the uh, border, but generally speaking, cut 27, Myra Flores, go, Lou. Cut 21, sorry, cut 21. She's honestly useless. I don't know why she's in that position. She hasn't been here in South Texas to see what their policies are creating, the mess that they're, they're creating in our country, and that their policies are hurting real people. There you have it. She's, she's basically useless. Uh, I like that. I like, I like uh, you know, unapologetic, pull-no-punches attacks. That's what I like, and Myra Flores has that in her meaning uh, to me that she's going to win the election in November and retain that uh, formerly blue seat, uh, retain, keep it red. And I like what I hear uh, along those lines. Now, speaking of uh, idiots and morons and, and lowlives and punks, uh, the imbecile in chief, Joe Biden, he, the, the, the country's falling apart, the world is falling apart, 
And, again, this guy is focused on Pride Month. Once again, this is Biden yesterday screwing up the, uh, well, the alphabet crowd here, the gay. Well, just, just listen, cut 14, LGBT what? Cut 14, go. I'm also proud to have signed an executive order on my first day in office to combat discrimination against LGBTQLI, excuse me, what? plus Americans. <laughs> there you have it. Just a total embarrassment, even while he's focusing on the wrong oh, thing. God. Stop with the LGBT. Get back in the Oval Office and solve all these problems that we're experiencing. Inflation, which we you can fix. And then he didn't stop there. Uh, cut 15, Joe Biden once again, just making a fool of himself. Cut 15. And by the way, my sympathies to your the family of your F, uh, uh, your, oh my God. your CFO stop, stop. who uh, un- dropped dead very unexpectedly. <laughs> my best to their family. Yeah, it's that's a very stuff. sweet way to put it. Drop dead. Yeah, my, my best wishes to uh, what's his name who dropped dead. Drop dead. Who says that? <laughs> He does. Well, I mean, you it, say it, he passed away. I'm sorry. You of know. course. In a better course. place. Drop. <laughs> really sorry that you, I don't know the person's name, but they dropped dead. Sorry. What's his name? Drop dead. That's essentially it. This okay. Guy, that, that really makes me feel good. I, Thank I, you for those I don't. I don't want to hear anything about Donald Trump ever again. I don't care if you hate the guy. I mean, come on. I, I feel horrible for your family. And I don't know his name. And he dropped dead. Oh, what so the, bad. So oh, bad. So, uh. So last year, it was the first year that this uh, Juneteenth, which occurs on Sunday, uh, was even, well, it was band- It started to be bandied about actually in, in uh, June of 2020. And uh, Joe Biden tried to define what Juneteenth is. For, somebody looked it up. For his 1972 to 2020, Joe Biden never mentioned, never mentioned the word Juneteenth. And by the way, nor did uh, Barack Obama, nor did anybody else. It's, it, it was like an afterthought because uh, Donald Trump was doing something uh, like on June 19th, and they said, how can you do it on Juneteenth? Right. This is a sacred holiday among the blacks. And nobody knew. Nobody knew. Donald Trump didn't know, but they, they, they wanted to hammer him so much that it, it caught steam, and it eventually became a holiday. But here's Joe Biden defining what Juneteenth is. Oh boy. This is cut number, uh, let's see. Uh, you know, before we get to that, let, let's listen to Biden on Latinos. Cut number 17. Go. It's awful hard as well to get Latinx vaccinated as well. Latinx. And that's why the Latinos give him a 24% approval rate. 24%. And here is Biden actually declaring Juneteenth a federal holiday. Cut 18 now, Lou, please. And today uh, we consecrate Juneteenth uh, what it ought to be, what it must be, a national holiday. Yeah, what it must be. By the way, it's also worth pointing out that the guy that just consecrated Juneteenth as a national holiday referred to black people who we celebrate, you know, slavery that day, the end of slavery. Uh, uh, He described them as predators. Like, I know you do this all the time, Bernie, the best in the business at it. But, you know, if you're going to say here's a guy that's making this holiday respecting black people, he called them predators not that long ago. And Andrew Cuomo also here was a guy that pushed Juneteenth 
here in New York. I think last year, maybe the year before. Oh, it was the, 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 the ultimate in virtue signal. The what ultimate. it was. Now, are we off on Monday, you and I? Because I feel like if we work on Monday, I know it's Sunday, but Monday's the holiday, then uh, we'll be called racist, right? If we work on Juneteenth, two white guys, you got to well, take well, Monday there, there off. You go. Now you have a question for John Katzmatidis at yeah. 840 when he comes in. I'm taking off, man. I'm not uh, now, Juneteenth. real quick, here is uh, Joe Biden defining what Juneteenth is. He's so well-versed on it. Cut 16. Go. He's going down at Texas on Juneteenth, right? The first major massacre, literally speaking, of the uh, Black Wall Street, right, years ago. Black Wall Street, the first ma- massacre. <laughs> Uh, now, that, of course, was the Tulsa massacre. There was a Black Wall Street. There was a massacre. Has nothing to do with Juneteenth. Come on. And this moron, he's the guy who who, who, who de- consecrated the uh, the date a holiday, a national holiday, and he doesn't even know what the hell it is. Now, listen, I got news for you. If he deferred to his vice president, she's a black lady, by the way, she wouldn't know either. And she's black. No, you, you're so right. Hey, listen, you walk around, go go around the streets in the inner city. They barely know who Martin Luther King is. <laughs> of course. I swear to God. I know you're they, right. They don't know, they don't know who Jackie Robinson is. Nope. Muhammad Ali. No. Nope. They do not know. They know I mean, Tupac. Nobody knows. They know Tupac. They know Big E. Jay-Z. Jay-Z they know. And um, I don't know, a bunch of other the, the, the degenerates. But they don't know any of these uh, important people. Nor they, they don't care. Ghostface nah. They don't care. <laughs> Ghostface killer, that's a big one. Yeah. Sure. They don't uh, care. No. They just want to know what, what, where they're going to buy their weed later that afternoon. If a SpongeBob is going to be on later that day, or is January sixth going to take it off? And uh, that the the supermarkets don't want to go, you know, like uh, Captain Crunch. That's all they care about. That's it. <laughs> Captain Crunch. That's exactly right. Have we got? I'm going to go. Going to go out on a light note. Uh, I played this late in the show yesterday. Somebody put a a mashup of Biden and Trump on predictions. Uh, Trump predicting what Biden's going to do. And uh, it's it's pretty amusing, in my opinion. Cut number 13, please, Lou. Before I took office, there was a lot of folks out there, a lot of folks out there making some pretty bold predictions about how things would turn out. You might remember some of the predictions. They're coming for your guns, they're coming for your jobs, and they're coming for your freedom. They hate American energy, and Joe Biden will shut it all down. He's going to. Another prediction. That is my favorite one, I must add, is that if I got elected, gas prices going five, six, seven dollars for a gallon. Flood your communities with criminal aliens, drugs and crime while they live behind beautiful gated compounds. They try to take away your guns. Second Amendment. They want to take it away while they enjoy private security that's fully armed. So for all those predictions of doom and gloom six months in, here's where we stand. You want to use the word recession or depression? So (laughs) if your primary concern right now is inflation... We could stop it in 30 minutes. Look, the bottom line is this. I say you're not doing a very good job. And he's right. And you could stop it in 30 minutes. We're going to speak to John Katzmatidis all about that coming up on the Bernie and Sid Show. A lot more show to come. Three more hours. Ladies and gentlemen, do not touch that uh, dial or that app. Keep it where it is. We're coming right back. We're doing it live. Hey, Bill O'Reilly here, and you are listening to Bernie and Sid. God help you. On the Red Apple Podcast Network.
The great Philip Bailey, the voice of Earth, Wind, and Fire, with Phil Collins playing the drums on this song. It is Walking on a Chinese Wall at 7.05 on your Friday morning, hour number two of the number one Nielsen News Talk Show in New York City and the self-proclaimed best talk show anywhere. We are Bernie and Sid in the morning here on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Later on this hour, Dr. Maria Ryan, she'll be here at 7.40. Our proud owner, the great John Katsimatidis, who was tremendous with Larry Kudlow yesterday. He'll join us at 8.40. And then we'll have uh, our good friend Jen Delandro, Dolce Aesthetics, it is a, a Botox day for Sid and Danielle Rosenberg joining us live in studio at 9.05. You, you did mention that uh, you did watch some of that debate last night. I didn't, to be honest. I was at Yankee Stadium. I did watch the first one, all of it. And uh, to that point, the New York Post, Bernard McGurk, our favorite newspaper, the New York Post this yep. morning, is endorsing Lee Zeldin as their choice for governor. I did not Damn. read uh, as to why, but right there on the cover – you have no justice, soft on crime, uh, crime, I should say, outrages leave women assaulted in New York City and two cops dead in California with pictures of George Gascon out in Los Angeles and Alvin Bragg here in Manhattan. And underneath that, it says Lee Zeldin, Republican candidate for governor to fix New York, which is why the Post is endorsing Lee Zeldin. So you and I, at least right now, not necessarily, not necessarily on the same page as the New York Post. Not really, no, but uh, I mean, that is that is huge for Lee Zeldin, let's face it. That's big. That's really, really big. I was really hoping they were going to go with uh, Astorino, and there was a chance they were going to go with Astorino, but uh, really. they didn't. I mean, Lee, <laughs> Lee Zeldin, what? No, they weren't. Oh, yes, uh, they it's were. It's going to be Zeldin or Giuliani. No, I just don't think well, Rob okay, has the name right, recognition, right, well, but well, that's well, fine, okay. whatever. I like we, Rob, we, too. I have some inside information, let's put it that okay. way. Okay. But... Uh, but either no, way, he told uh, me they, the same thing last Monday, but I didn't buy it. But go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. But they didn't do it. They didn't. The no. bottom line is they didn't do it, and so it, it, this really propels uh, Zeldin's. You know, the likelihood that he's going to win the primary, uh, it really just it almost seals it because mm. the New York Post is is the paper. It doesn't matter what the other stupid papers say. Agreed. The Post is was the one to watch. Yep. And uh, that they did Zeldin, I'm a little no. disappointed, but. Once they once a, a primary day comes and goes, I'm full all in on the guy they whoever wins. And if it's Lee Zeldin, he's my man, Iraq uh, Iraq War veteran, and a great statesman. I don't care uh, either way. He's got to beat the, the uh, he's got to beat that horse face Hochul. Yep. We got to take we got to stop the one party rule here in New York State. Bill O'Reilly yesterday was didn't even want to talk about. It. He's like Zelton's going to win. That's it. I don't want to hear about Giuliani. Love him. Don't want to hear about Astorino. Uh, Harry Wilson too, which I'm supposed to meet for breakfast today, but I uh, can't do it. But uh, anyway, a uh, long story short, O'Reilly was like Zelton's going to win. Not even worth discussing. And again today, the Post does endorse Zelton. Eleven days away from the primary, and of course, two big debates coming up Monday night, New York one with the four guys, and Tuesday night, uh, Rochester on Newsmax with the four guys uh, coming up on Monday and uh, and Tuesday. So uh, last night, of course, I did go to Yankee Stadium. Again, thank you to Jen Dolce and Tommy Gucciardo. They uh, they took me and Danielle. It was a great box. Uh, a lot of our friends, Bernie, showed up there last night. Former Yankee great Jim Leyritz. I love Jimmy. He uh, showed up last night. Former New York Giants great Sean Landetta. Love Sean. He was in the box last night. Former Giant great Bart Oates 
who played center, of course, in all those great Bill Sims teams. He was there last night. And right now, Eric Salas running the video on my Instagram. Oh, there's Danielle. At Rosenberg.Sydney. At Rosenberg.Sydney. I did a story and uh, on my Instagram story. You see all the guys in the box. You see Jen and Danielle. And then I walk out to the outside of the box, and you get a good view of Aaron Judge at the plate at Yankee Stadium. So check that out. It was a great night. Yankees won the game. And that was a star-studded cast. And Jen will join us coming up at 9.05. But also last night. Can I ask you a question about being in the box? Sure. With all those, uh, all all that star power. I mean, can you really watch the game or or are there too many distractions in the box? I mean, look, you know, in between innings takes forever. When the Rays are at the plate, you're not necessarily wanting to go out there. Now, the baseball game, unlike, for example, football, basketball, hockey, baseball does give you the opportunity. Nine innings takes about three hours to to talk and to, you know, to have those types of uh, nights inside the box. So we didn't miss anything. I mean, I saw the RBI single from Rizzo. I was there for the walk-off home run. So, again, in between innings, the opposing team at the plate, plenty of time to talk and still watch and enjoy the game. I think baseball, more than any other sport, gives you that opportunity because you're not inside a loud arena. And football, you can't get up because on any given play, either team can score. I mean, here's the difference, Bernie. If the Yankees aren't batting, they can't score. But at a football game, if the other team has the football, you're on defense, you can still score points. So you have to watch every play. Well, I guess what, what I'm getting at is I think I'd rather be in a, a seat than a box. But that's it just depends. My per- it depends. Yes, I, I enjoy both experiences on a big game, for example. I want to be out there with the fans, you know. Yeah, well, I want to sit there and, and, and watch the game. I don't want to talk to this one or that one or the other one. Uh, you know, I, I just want to sit there. And, watch, and, and if you sit there and stare at the game in a box, people are going to say, look at that snob. He's too good to talk <laughs> no, to us. They don't care. I mean, there's so, so many things going on. I don't know. That's, that's, nah, that's, that's my experience. That's my uh, – yeah, I mean, game, my... game 63 of 162-game regular season. It's a weeknight. Again, these are all great guys, New York heroes. You know, yeah. there's, a, there's a great picture of me, Landetta, and Leyritz. Three ball guys, by the way. Three ball guys. You can see on my Instagram, which Eric uh-huh. Salas just ran. You know, you got the food all night. You get desserts. You get drinks. Yeah, yeah. It's know, fun. It's, it's, it's fun. But, again, if this was, you know, if you're down – like, I'll never forget when I went to – when the Mets wrapped it up in 1986 and Ron Darling beat the Cubs – I had an opportunity to sit in the box, and I sat in the stands. I wanted to be with the fans. But night like this, it was better. It was a great time, and those guys okay. were great. And was, I'm glad to hear that. I'll tell you, you know, we walked all the way to the end of the corridor because we were on the 250 uh, section there, the uh, suites, you know. And um, they have all these beautiful suites at Yankee Stadium, Bernard. And as you walk towards the bar, which is all the way at the end, all the way at the end, you pass all these other suites, and the pictures on the wall – you know, for Danielle, for example, she's been a lifelong Yankee fan. She's actually a real baseball fan, not one of these girls who just looks pretty and shows up. She's a real Yankee fan. So Reggie Jackson on the wall and Thurman Munson and Ron Guidry and, of course, all the, the core four guys, Bernie Williams, Derek Jeter, Mariano Rivera, you know, Jorge Posada. But there was one picture that struck me, and it was uh, at one of the Yankee parades when Joe Torre and the Yankees won one of their four World Series, and it was George Steinbrenner who Yankee fans, of course, still love and adore. It was um, a, a Joe Torre, and it was a very young Rudy Giuliani, the three of them sitting there together at the parade. And of all the pictures I saw last night, Mickey Mantle, Joe DiMaggio, Yogi Berra, David Cohn, David Wells, you name it, I love that picture. Steinbrenner, Joe Torre, and a young Rudy Giuliani at a Yankee parade. It was a nice. great shot. 
Yeah, I would imagine. That, that is an iconic shot right there. And our guy Rudy, uh, you, you know, in it. And, uh, you know, he's a, he's, he's a friend and a colleague. I mean, yes. it's amazing. It's yep. a, it's, it's two degrees of separation, right? Uh, <laughs> or even one, de- one degree, really. <laughs> Who would have thought when uh, you and I and Lou were working together with Don uh, and we were on the air that tragic morning. There's the picture right there. At uh, You'll see it again after the show, WABCRadio.tv. Again, great job by Eric Salas, WABCRadio.tv. The three of them, Tori Steinbrenner and Giuliani, holding up the trophy. But who would have thought that tragic morning, Bernard, when you were on the streets on 96th Street, there was a mayoral primary that day. And I'm talking Broncos, Giants with Charles McCord and Don Imus, that A, Rudy Giuliani would be thrust into that position. B, Rudy Giuliani would do such an amazing job in that position and see 20 years later he'd be a dear, dear friend. And his kid, by the way, are both of ours. Uh, exactly right. I mean, it is it's quite the story. Uh, the, quite the odyssey for Giuliani himself. And then to be, you know, entangled with uh, one of the most controversial but the best one-term president we ever had. All of those exploits that uh, – that our friend Rudy, the great patriot, the courageous patriot that he is, has gone through. I mean, it's it's really one hell of a story. Yeah. I mean, if somebody yeah. did, did an honest and fair bio of the man, it would be a fantastic movie. I think they will do it. And, of course, his uh, partner is Sunday mornings here. Great show on ABC. Dr. Maria Ryan is set to join me and Bernie in about 25 minutes at 740 this morning. So while all this was going on, I'm at the Yankee game and Bernie's watching the Democrats debate. Uh, sorry, Bernie, your Boston Celtics, as I told you, they did not. I know. <laughs> yeah. The tell Warriors me. won. I tell you, this is an unbelievable stat for the sports geeks out there. The Warriors have won four championships with Steve Kerr at coach in the last decade. You know, there's only three men alive, three men alive when you combine their playing and coaching days, have won as many championships as Steve Kerr. We're not talking Michael Jordan. We're not talking LeBron James. We're not talking Magic Johnson or Larry Bird. Steve Kerr last night got his ninth championship. He got three as a player with the Bulls, two as a player in San Antonio, gets his fourth as the coach in Golden State. You want to venture to guess any one? Give me one of the other three, and I'll give you the prize. I I, I really just don't know. I, and the fact that it's Steve Kerr again in the Warriors so nauseating. I, it, I know it, it, it's it's it, and it's boring too. I mean, enough with these people. Get, yeah, get some fresh get new blood. blood yeah. Well, the other three are uh, Pat Riley, and he's won nine championships uh, with Phil the Knicks. Jackson. Uh, Phil Jackson, number one. You nailed it. Uh, Phil Jackson won, of course, eleven as a coach with the Bulls and Lakers, and two as a player with the Knicks. He was on both the 69 and 73 Knicks championship teams. Then you've got uh, second would be Bill Russell. He won 11 as a player and a coach with the Boston Celtics. And Kurt ties Pat Riley in third with nine championships. Can I ask you this question? Do you think, I mean, same thing with, uh, with Phil Jackson. I mean, if he didn't have the horses, he wouldn't have the victories. Of course. I mean, did, of course. You think if Steve Kerr was the uh, coach of the Boston Celtics, that the outcome would have been different no, yesterday? No, of course not. No. I mean, look, no. and you know, how you, you know how you prove that point? He had Shaq and Kobe in Los Angeles. Phil Jackson, he won championships. He had Jordan and Pippen in Chicago. And listen, in, 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 to his credit, the coach in L.A. before him was a guy named Del Harris, and he did not win with the same players. And even in Chicago, Doug Collins was there. And he didn't win either. So Phil does have a record of winning with players who other coaches did not win with. So you can give him that to your point, actually to argue your point. But when he came to the Knicks and the players weren't here, 
They were awful. Squat. Bottom Nothing. line, awful. Yep. So after the game, before and after the game, you know this uh, this guy. We hate this guy. Uh, Bernie used to love him. I never loved him. Jimmy Kimmel, he does the pregame, and then his show comes on, Channel 7. And he did a whole story. <laughs> I'm sorry I laughed, Bernie. Don't get mad at me. But I did laugh. I thought he was funny. Talking about the great Georgia Bulldog running back and the senator possibly, possibly, uh, what do you get, Herschel he's, Walker. He's trashing my boy, uh, yeah. Herschel well, Walker. Well, listen, I got to tell Just, you. Miss Jimmy Blackface Kimmel yes. went there again. He did. But, but I got to tell you, I, I was upset. With Herschel, who I watched play as a rookie with the New Jersey Generals for Donald Trump way back when. I was upset with Herschel a couple of weeks ago when he said this about Donald Trump. One thing that people don't know is President Trump never asked me. And I need to tell him that. He never asked. Uh, you know, I heard it all on television that he's going to ask Herschel. He's saying Herschel to run. President Trump never came out as Herschel. Would you run for that Senate really? seat? Herschel run for this? He never asked. So I'm mad at him because he never asked, but he's taking credit that he asked. Now, you said a couple of weeks ago, listen, he needs to win. Maybe he's trying to distance himself in the state. Clearly, when Trump went the, for the guy against Brian Kemp, that guy got murdered. And maybe this is just a tactic. And I said, I don't care. You know, Trump's been loyal to this guy. He shouldn't have said that. So we, we kind of went back and forth on that. But it turns out a story came out yesterday that Herschel Walker has more kids, this is right before Father's Day, by the way, has more kids than he even talked about, maybe even knew about. <laughs> so, yeah, he's a football player. Come on. I get it. But I hate to say it, I can't stand Jimmy, but he was kind of funny last night. So after the Warriors beat the Celtics, yes, of course, Herschel's a Republican. He's an easy target. Jimmy played a rant of Herschel's a couple of weeks ago where Herschel was really rough. I mean, really rough. Here was uh, Jimmy Kimmel now, last night. Wait night's... a second. This yeah. would be uh, during the Yankee game. How could you possibly have watched Jimmy Kimmel? I, I saw the highlight when I got home last night, and I asked saw... Alec to get it this morning. You saw the highlight? Yeah, on the, on the web. Yeah. And I'm like, you got to get Kimmel killing Herschel oh, Walker. Good job out of you. You well, saw thank the you, highlight. Sir. That's pretty good. Well, you'll, I think you'll think You're this amazing. is funny. No, I'm okay. I think you'll think this is funny, but we'll, we'll get your opinion. This is Jimmy Kimmel on Herschel Walker last night. Former football star, current Republican Senate nominee, Herschel Walker, is having a difficult week. Herschel's been caught in a bunch of lies, and just in time for Father's Day, we found out he has not one, but three children he somehow forgot to mention. <laughs> he has four kids, he raised one of them, which is interesting because he's a very outspoken critic of absentee fathers. It's like a big thing. He blames every societal problem on, on absentee dads, and I guess he would know because he is one. He's, um, funny. Herschel Walker has so many kids, they're thinking about bringing Maury out of retirement just to have <laughs> them up. The funny. I don't know. Maybe there's... Maybe there's an innocent explanation. Maybe it might just be as simple as Herschel can't count to four. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought oh, it was funny. I'm sorry. I missed it. I was watching uh, the Fox News feed, the monitor, Great White Shark. <laughs> Actually swimming a, 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 great, a great white, not a Mako. Right. Uh, swimming up to a family I on a boat. That. Yeah, I saw that. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This is a, there was a big, uh, uh, there was a, uh, a Mako shark in Point Lookout. Uh, trying funny. to uh, wiggle its way onto the sh I mean, a huge freaking Mako shark, right, you know, a few miles from here, uh, trying to wiggle its way up onto uh, the shore here, and uh, pretty scary. So you you better be careful out there in the water, This this uh, because well, the sharks, uh, they're coming closer and closer. Yeah, you just you just won't, if it's, if, it's a, if it's Kimball, he's talking about a Republican, you just, you won't pay attention, that's it.
No, actually, it was a very, uh, very funny it was, cut. It was, it was much funnier than the shark story on Fox News. But it was Carly you just don't Shimkus. Want to do it. it was Carly Shimkus and, and the shark, and uh, I apologize, I didn't hear it. So <laughs> okay. if you say it was funny, I'm sure it was hilarious. By the way, Herschel Walker is actually favored in that race. If you can, you know, you can bet all these races. I don't know what website will give it to you, but right now Herschel Walker, I think, is minus one forty-five, which is a pretty, pretty uh, big favorite to beat Warnock in the state of Georgia in that race. So. Listen, the Senate is uh, it, its not a lock. The House, definitely, there's going to be a red wave. But because the senators, uh, because in the House, it's every two years. So they're, uh, anybody who's in office right now, yeah. they have to run every two years. So, But there are a lot of uh, Democrat senators whose six years are not up this, uh, this go-round, this election. Yep. And so they're going to retain their office. That's why every seat is very, very important if you want the Republicans to take back the Senate. If you want to affect any real change, you have to have the three branches of government, the, the executive branch and, of course, uh, well, not the three branches, but the, the executive branch and uh, the, both houses of Congress, the House and the Senate. And, and that's why the Senate is not a lock because of what I said. And so that's why we need uh, Herschel Walker to beat this uh, racist yeah. socialist a uh, 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 domestic abuser, Raphael Warnock. We need him to w- win in a big way. I don't care how many kids he has and he forgot about. He's got to win. <laughs> well, he is a big favorite. Uh, one more note about the NBA Finals. Steph Curry did win the MVP, and he becomes the sixth player in NBA history to win multiple MVPs and a Finals MVP. The other five, Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, and the great San Antonio spur, Tim Duncan. 1-800-848-WABC, 1-800-848-9222. Still to come, Bill O'Reilly's morning message. Dr. Maria Ryan this hour. The great John Katsimatidis, Lydia Reports next hour. And, of course, beat Bernie in the 9 o'clock hour. Getaway Summer Friday with Bernie and Sid. We'll be right back. Handling legal matters is stressful. So, let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418- 5,000, or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno, he's your numero uno. Bill O'Reilly here, and I'm warming up. Stand by for the O'Reilly Update Morning Edition. On this Friday, cable news ratings for Wednesday were not good, especially for younger Americans. Folks are depressed over the State of the Union, and it's tough to devote time to hear about how President Biden is screwing up the country on a daily basis. That is depressing. On Wednesday, Mr. Biden had nothing on his official schedule except a gay pride event. I wonder how gay that was now that President Biden has announced he's going to Saudi Arabia where homosexuals are persecuted. Anyway, this is a tough time for the news media, which did everything it could to elect Biden. And now he's a disaster. Working Americans are getting hurt, and it's largely President Biden's fault. The fact that the news industry will not admit its mistake erodes its falling credibility even further. Now, as an American journalist, 
I remain appalled by two things, the corruption of my industry and the unbelievable incompetence of the Biden administration. I don't like being repetitive, and I've analyzed those situations in great detail. But I, again, will say this. The country is in a down cycle. Most folks know it, and apparently they don't want to watch it on TV. Don't blame that. That is the morning O'Reilly update. More analysis later on. Bernard McGurk. Unacceptable is throwing your beer can on the subway tracks. <laughs> Sid Rosenberg. I don't believe it's a three-man race. Bernie and Sid in the morning. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Woo! Up with it, girl. Rock Up with it, girl. Sure them it, girl. Bang, bang. Bang, bang. Up bang, bang. Up with it, girl. Dance with it, girl. Get with it. Oh man, this is my song. This is my Friday song right here. Put my makeup on. It's Friday night and I won't be long till I hit the dance floor. Hit the dance floor. I got you, baby. Just you and me, girl. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. I couldn't help myself. Back here on the Bernie and Sid show on this. This glorious Friday, where it's going to be like 90 damn degrees. I love it. I absolutely love it. I'm going to enjoy the hell out of it. And I hope you do as well. It's uh, June 17th, as I mentioned. Uh, we're going to speak to uh, Maria Ryan, I believe is her name. She's uh, she's a close confidant of Rudy Giuliani. She's coming up. Then we're going to speak to John Katsimatidis. He runs Red Apple Media, WABC, and he's got all the answers on the oil uh, predicament, the inflation, the price of gas, everything. He knows how to solve the problem, and he's going to tell us about it. Uh, they had the gubernatorial debate last night. Said I uh, played some clips earlier. Uh, it did get ugly at one point. It got ugly at uh, uh, several points between Hochul, Horseface Hochul, and uh, Sleazy Tom Swazi. And uh, here's an example of uh, one bit of ugliness. Cut number 12, please, Lil. Mr. Swazi, on the potential end of right to carry, how would you respond? Do you have a minute? We have a gun crisis and a crime crisis here in New York State. Melissa Russo referred to the fact that the governor evolved on this issue. Governor Kathy Hochul, when she was a member of the United States Congress, voted with the NRA, was endorsed by the NRA, and took money from the NRA. She says she's evolved. The only thing that's evolved are the governor's political ambition. The governor changes her positions based upon the office she's running upon. Now that she's running in a statewide election, she had a running mate who supported to fund the police as his main plank running for controller of New York City. So I'll bring together the legislature and try and pass legislation if the Supreme Court votes to overrule concealed carry. But remember, Kathy Hochul voted for concealed carry. Thank you, Mr. Swazi. Ms. Hochul, a brief rebuttal. This, those attacks, uh, where do I It's not begin? an attack, yeah. Governor. That's a, the facts. That, that you were is, endorsed by the NRA. You took money facts. from the NRA. That's not an attack. That's the facts of the matter. I know you want to slough it off. Excuse me. It's my turn to answer the Go question. Right We've been waiting months for you to answer this question. Please stop interrupting me. People Ooh. want to hear my answer. <laughs> 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 you know, listen, again, and I, I thought the same thing because I did watch the first debate, all of it. And I thought he was the most effective, uh, Bernie. So did Danielle out of the three of them. I, I really did. I, I, it's, it's a shame I can't stand the guy because of what he did with you and I. 
But even right there, those are facts. And, and he is good. He is good at exposing Kathy Hochul. The other guy, Jumani Williams, God bless him, not as articulate as, as Swazi. So no. on stage, he really is the best of the three. But again, if you're a Bernie and Sitban, you know firsthand what a double-talking, backstabbing liar Tom Swazi is. But he's effective when he's going after Kathy Hochul. Right, and and that the, the, he is effective, and he would be the most formidable candidate, which is why we're rooting for Kathy Hochul. We want uh, whoever it is, Lee Zeldin, Astorino, Giuliani, whatever, we want him, the, the, that guy, the winner of the, the Republican debate, to go up against the weakest person, which would be Hochul. Right. So we have to root for Kathy well, I mean, Hochul. Jumanji Williams would be the weakest, probably. <laughs> well, Jumanji doesn't have a chance. No. He's no. got a little problem, too. A medical I don't. I don't want to no, make he has, fun of his No, he problem. has Tourette's. And, is that and, what it is, Tourette's? Yes, he has Tourette's. And, but when he speaks, he's completely fine. He's completely fine. But when he's yeah. not speaking, you'll notice his head jerks, his it's body kind of moves. I feel badly for the guy. I really do. Yeah, so, no, sorry, and and I got to give him credit. I got to give him credit. I mean, the guy, he's got a, a good political career. He's actually he one public advocate. So he's done some really good things hey, to Ronnie Williams. Let me tell you, he went to one of these uh, special specialized high schools in New York City. Yes, he did. The one they tell you that the blacks can't uh, pass the test for these right. days. Right. He's living proof that they can. Right. Don't tell me blacks can't pass a specialized no, standardized school he, test. He's not, he's a smart guy. Again, he's, no, he's, but, but, he's had all this success even through the Tourette's, which you can see he has pretty bad. And with the Tourette's. But the point yeah. is that they can do it. Yes. So don't tell me they can't. You're being racist by telling me the blacks are uh, not capable of doing it. Correct. And we want to lower the standards. We want to dumb it down. You're a moron. You're a racist <laughs> for, for actually saying that. That's right. And speaking of morons and, and, and racists, uh, Joe Scarborough, he was, uh, you know, yesterday I was talking about uh, George Soros funding all these lenient DAs getting people killed left and right. The latest is two cops out in L.A. He's got two cops' blood on his hands. And Joe Scarborough says, you can't criticize uh, George Soros. Oh, really? Why, Joe Scarborough? Cut 32, please, Lou. What's the best way to push back on this conspiracy theory that, that's based on a Jewish international banker? Uh, I mean, it's just it is so anti-Semitic. Uh, and, of course, they... They've slotted George Soros in there, mm-hmm. trying to make the country like browner and blacker. What's the best way for people to push back on that lie? Well, let me I'll give you some. I'm Jewish, okay? I'm Jewish, so I can make this comment. George Soros is behind all of this. He spends all of his money to get these lenient DAs and these progressive lefties into office. Joe Scarborough, you moron. I'm Jewish, and I'm calling him out. It's not anti-Semitism. Like Tom Swazi just said, it's a fact. I'm Catholic, and I'm calling him out. Did he not uh, subsidize uh, that the Chesa Boudin? Did he not subsidize uh, Gascon? Yes. Did he not subsidize Krasner in Philadelphia? Right, but his point is you're clearly anti-Semitic because you're not Jewish. When you, I My know. point is I'm Jewish, and I'm calling him I, out. So I, what are you going to say about me? What are you, you going to say? You make a very good point, but, but, but screw that point. The point is anybody can criticize. I criticize Joe Biden more than anybody in, in, in the world. Of course. And he's an Irish Catholic. I criticize Hochul. She's an Irish Catholic. That's right. That's right. Well, I criticize Chris Murphy. I criticize Sean Patrick Maloney. That's right. They're Irish Catholics. What the hell does it matter what his religion is? You, 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 you're the one. The, the people who see uh, uh, color and religion and stuff like that, 
They are the racists themselves. I see people as individuals and their accomplishments and what they do. And this guy is killing people in America. Yep. And that's what George Soros is. Hey, real quick, uh, just uh, uh, you, you mentioned Jimmy Kimmel in Funny Bits. Yeah. Uh, Roe versus Wade, he sent the guy out on the street. And this was now, this was genuinely funny. And it was non-political. It was just flat-out funny, I think, anyway. Sent the guy out uh, to ask people on the street what they thought about Roe v. Wade. Play this, please, Lou. This weekend was the big MMA heavyweight fight, Roe versus Wade. Describe that fight for us. Oh, man. Wade, he was talking all type of stuff, you know what I mean? Like he's something, but he wasn't nothing. He got a right in the kisser. He's out. Who did you like, Wade or Roe? Go for Wade. Yeah, definitely. You like Wade? Yeah. Doesn't care about if he's going to get knocked out. He just goes in. He's ruthless. Who'd you watch that fight with? You know, I was actually by myself. Do you watch it with any women? Uh, actually, there was a woman there. Yeah, okay. What did she think of the fight, Roe versus Wade? Well, she wasn't as impressed. She was mostly on her phone on Instagram. People are calling the fight the ruckus in the uteruckus. You think it lived up to that name? <laughs> definitely. You know, I like the ring to it, too. Yeah, that's fussy. That's funny. That was the, I mean, the fight in I, the Uteruckus. <laughs> I always loved Jimmy Kilthilly, who's hilarious. But uh, when he gets into uh, politics and tries to tries to hurt the Republicans, Please. Uh, you know that, that that is dangerous for this country, and that's why I hate his guts. Yeah, me but too. Uh, there you have it, right there. So we're going to speak to uh, uh, you. Tell us who she is again, once again. Sydney. She is uh, actually Rudy Giuliani's partner here every Sunday morning. Bernard, uh, it's a great show. Uh, right before Judge Janine, her name is Dr. Maria Ryan, and really we're putting her on because Rudy said to me, Sid, she's the real star. I mean, when she walks down the street, she gets more autograph seekers than I do, and she is great with him on Sunday mornings. So we're going to talk to Dr. Marie Ryan coming up uh, right after we take care of all the business right now at hand. Absolutely. And, of course, John Katzmatidi's coming up next. Bernard McGurk. Bernard has been a friend of mine for so long. And Sid, YouTube. Sid Rosenberg. Not good, great. Bernie and Sid in the morning. I love you guys. I listen to you every morning and walk around the house laughing my butt off. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Seven forty-seven. I've not heard from Dr. Maria Ryan. See, I try to do Rudy a favor, Rudy Giuliani, my friend, our friend, and uh, nothing from her. That's fine. You know, um, we've been talking all week long about this uh, Gay Pride Month, and uh, Jen Dolce, Jen Delandro, was going to be in studio at nine oh five. Dolce Aesthetics. I'll be there later on today with Danielle, getting my Botox and filler. She throws this huge party every year, Bernie, like huge. I mean, they got like real housewives show up, you know, Dolores, Margaret, all those folks, and 
and every famous gay person. I, I, I got to imagine Mario Cantone is probably, I don't know. Yeah, Rob Shooter. He's not there. It's funny because he happens what? to be a very flamboyant and outgoing and gay guy, but I don't believe he goes. I, when I think gay, I think Rob. Me too. You know, Shooter. so do I now. Right. Well, he's on this show every week. So, so she throws this uh, huge party, and she just threw it two nights ago on Wednesday night, you know. And I said to her, I go, and I get it. She, she hangs out with a lot of gay people. The guy who works in her office, Jeff, who's a sweetheart. I love him. He's gay. But I'm like, what are you doing? Come on. I mean, I know you're on, you're on the same side as me and Bernie. You think like us. You're even considering running for office one day. You can't be doing this type of stuff. You can't. Come on. I mean, again, but at the what? risk of repetition, uh, I, I'm a very, very liberal guy when it comes to social issues. Very. I'm pro-choice all the way. I'm all for gay marriage. So is Bernie. Bernie's on record saying the same thing. But to devote a month, whether it's to African-American people or gays, I'm so sick of all of it. Stop throwing these stupid, what are you celebrating? What are you celebrating? Exactly. I mean, uh, we're past this. It's just like uh, the civil rights era, the the 60s, it's gone. It's come, it's gone, and uh, we've accomplished virtually everything we needed to accomplish. Same thing with the gay rights movement. It's been accomplished. And now it's it's just overkill. It's just too much. Too much. What, what do you? You were born gay. So what? Who Great. cares? I was right. born hetero. Right. It, what matters is what you do with your life as a gay person or as a straight person. Just by virtue of the fact that you were born gay, you didn't do squat. Right. Or, born black, or born black, for that right. matter. I mean, exactly. Right. Douglas Murray writes a column in today's New York Post, and he's got a picture of Biden sitting there. With all these losers, you know, Harris and the rest of these folks and some other African-American people. I don't know who they are. Some gay people. One girl with green hair. I swear to God. And it reads, pride, think I'm over the rainbow. So Douglas Murray in today's New York Post just basically regurgitating what I've been saying, what you've been saying really all month since this nonsense started back on June the 1st, and even dating back to last year. we got to get over stuff like this, folks. I mean, if you want everybody to be equal, which we do, right? We want everybody to be treated equally, no difference, right. then stop pointing out you're different. I always say this. BET, to me, is such a racist network. There's no wet white entertainment network. Why is there bet? So if we're all exactly. going to be equal, we're all going to be the same, stop pointing out the differences and giving yourself your month, your day, and then these other folks, these heterosexuals and these white people that just, you know, whether it's pandering or virtue signaling or this ridiculous guilt, they're worse than the actual people who deserve to celebrate. Uh, you're a thousand percent correct. It's divisive is what it is. Ultimately, it's just divisive. Yeah. You want to sell? Let's do one day. You know who, who deserves? And I saw this uh, last night. Somebody texted Jesse Waters at the end of the show, and it was really good. It, it was like... Let's have a, a Veterans Month. Yes. You know, Veterans Pride Month. We only have they, one day. We have one day, Veterans right. Day. Right. Exactly. And then That's we got to beg people to put down their hot dogs and hamburgers on Memorial Day for five minutes just to remember the dead. They get all pissed and, off. And that's only the dead. I mean, God bless them, uh, we, and we should celebrate them. Uh, they should have their own day. But, but uh, encompass uh, that into yeah. a whole month for the veterans. If you want to do stuff like this. I mean, Pride Month? Please. Give me a freaking no, break. God. Shoving it down people's throats. And an and, and, and excuse for th- these people to groom kids in schools as well. That's what it turns well, out. Well, that too. Right. This drag queen hour crap that they got going oh, on. Oh, come on. This drag queen hour. This come is like, on. The, 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 I want to hear Eric Adams and his uh, school's chancellor, Banks, say that they've stopped this crap where they've, they've spent over the last four years – Two hundred grand to have these 
these gross uh, uh, trannies come into to kids' schools and read to the, They sit there. Some guy in a dress yeah. sits there and reads to them with, uh, you know, heavy, heavy lisp and, you know, the, the whole uh, stereotypical <laughs> tranny thing. Come on. It's really it's, it's an insult to trans, too. It is. You're and right they about sit that. there, and yeah. then the kids got to sit. It goes to, so clap for pride. And now say pride is good, oh, or whatever the hell it is. It is nauseating, and I want to hear Eric Adams and Banks no say chance. we're not doing it anymore. No, you have no chance of that, but I want to try today when Jen comes in. And again, Jen has become literally one of our best friends. I mean, we're very, very close. We had dinner in the Rockaways last week, went to the Yankee game last night. We're going to see you in our office today. We may even take a cruise to Italy together next Wait, month. Wait, she was at the game last night? It was her box. Get out of town. Yeah, Jen uh, and Tommy. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. This, this woman's got some juice, yo. She got some juice. and We're tight. Her and Danielle are very, very close. But You know, you know how to pick friends. Damn right. But she, we have to convince her today. <laughs> and there's the picture again, WABCradio.tv, of me, my beautiful Danielle, Jen, and Tommy. But we have to convince her today to stop the nonsense. No more of these stupid parties. I know Jeff works in your office. We love Jeff Perola. Handsome guy. Great guy. He's gay. But uh, so what? Who cares? I mean, other than the fact that um, he does post pictures of me and call me daddy, we don't care, right? We, 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 we subscribe to Martin Luther King. We judge people not by the color of their skin or not by their sexuality, by the content of their character. That's it. That's how we judge people. That's how we get along with people. We don't say, oh, he's gay, he's not, he's black, he's not, no. he's Asian, he's not, he's white. You don't do that. Content of their character that's the bottom line. That's how we judge people. Agreed. And, uh, again, as we talk about all the time on this show, the white male uh, who, as you've talked about time and time again, is responsible for so many great things in the history of our country. I mean, the, yeah, uh, you, you want to get into that kind of thing. I don't, I don't think you do because, uh, well, well, ne never mind. You just don't want to get into it. No, I know. I understand that. Uh, but we don't celebrate uh, the white male, but we have no issue celebrating these uh, these other folks. So anyway, we'll talk to uh, to Jen about that when she comes in at nine oh five. The number is always. <laughs> she's listening. I'm sure she's looking of, forward of to it. Of course, she's on her way in right now from Howard Beach. One eight hundred eight four eight WABC. One eight hundred eight four eight ninety two twenty two. We will talk to John Katzmatidis coming up at eight forty. Jen at nine oh five. Lydia reports comes your way at eight twenty five and also at nine twenty five. Excuse me, nine forty. We're going to play Beat Bernie. So lots more to do on this Friday morning. Keep it right here, the number one Nielsen-rated news talk show in New York City. We are number one. We are Bernie and Sid. Bernie and Sid in the morning on the Red Apple Podcast Network. goes out to my son Gabriel. He loved this song when he was little. This is Blink 182. I miss you. 758. Danielle, great idea. How about a Unity Day one day? But real Unity, not like a like when Joe Biden said, I'm going to unify the country, and he put those Unity signs on the White House lawn when he took over. Now he spent the last 17 months doing the exact opposite, really dividing this country in, in ways that Donald Trump couldn't dream of. So maybe like a real Unity Day. That may be, maybe one day, one day, decent idea, get a bunch of folks together. And by the way,
way, Jen Delanjo heard every second of that last segment. She did not turn the car around. Uh, <laughs> she's on her way in, and she said, hello. Well, she thought it was very, very funny. So uh, we accomplished what we wanted to accomplish. She laughed, and she's considering what you and I are talking about. So you Good. Go. Okay. Well, uh, that's, <laughs> it's progress, it's, Bernie. It's progress. That, listen, which. We're changing minds. We're persuading people every single day. Sometimes we get a little carried away, but uh, uh, yeah, a that, uh, that's to be expected. What are you going to do? That's yeah. what we do. I did mention in sports, I'm watching Alexi Lalas. I know you are, too. I know Alexi very, very well. Been a, a guest on my show a million times. In fact, he's the only soccer guy I've talked to over the years, basically, basically. And uh, the 2026 World Cup. And I loved it last time. You know, Bernie, I went living on the Upper West Side by uh, Capi du Soleil when the French took on Croatia in the finals. And uh, really, uh, uh, against you and, and uh, Jill, I kind of dragged you into the whole thing. And then we got into it pretty good. So we'll get uh, games in Kansas City. And right here in New Jersey, Bernie, the, two, the uh, 2026 oh, yeah. World Cup. There was a huge announcement yesterday. I actually have it. Uh, I'll play the clips, Eric Adams, and the, the announcement and tell you well, we'll cover it uh, coming up is what we're going to do. I like it, Bernie. We're halfway through this Friday morning. Next uh, hour, we'll talk to Lydia, and we'll talk to John Katsimatidis. Blink, 182. Gabe, this is for you, son. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Black here on the Bernie and Sid Show. Heard everywhere on that 77 WABC app. Simulcast out on Eastern Long Island. News Talk 107.1 FM. And uh, I don't know. I'm in a good mood. It's Friday. I think Sid's in a good mood. He had a great night last night at the Yankee game. And uh, exciting things happening today. Big party. Uh, uh, you're not going to the party, are you? Which, uh, which the, party the, is the that gay, one? The gay party, uh, <laughs> no, 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 you're not going to that. No, we, we actually have a big day. Because, I know it sounds crazy, but when I go get Botox, I actually love it. I know sticking needles in your face doesn't sound oh, that, fun, okay. but I love it. I've got that today. And, of course, uh, Bernie, on a much bigger, bigger scale, forget about today, for both you and I, both you and I, and at the risk of sounding arrogant, I consider you and I two of the best fathers in the country today. We get our day come Sunday, and I that's always right. love that. I love that. You know, that, that's true, and, uh, and I forgot about that because I do enjoy it. It's nice, but it, it, it's not a big deal. Every day is Father's Day to me. You know, I mean, we uh, there's all love and respect uh, 24-7 with my family. They treat me so nicely, and but it, 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 one step beyond whatever uh, normally happens on a Sunday for Father's Day this Sunday. Yes, it's a great day. I forgot about that. Father's Day is this Sunday. Uh, so anyway, to celebrate, what I did uh, last night is 
I actually watched the debate between the the gubernatorial the Democratic gubernatorial candidates. Uh, I'm only kidding. I, that's not why I watched. But uh, either way, it was Jumanji Williams and it was uh, Tom Swazi and it was it was Kathy Hochul, uh, three losers essentially. And, you know, I, I guess I have the most respect for Jumanji, even though he's way out there to the left, because the, he is who he is. The two, the other two are complete and total phonies. They're phonies. They're losers. They're weasels. They're, they're, they're just they're chameleons is what they are, and uh, they, they just make me sick. I don't know. I got to tell you, that's that's what they do. I know T- Tom Swazi, oh, he's a moderate now. Yeah, yeah, I'm a moderate. Uh, sure you are. You voted to you, – you endorsed Todd Kaminsky – the Todd Kaminsky was the guy who wrote the no-cash bail law when he ran for DA in Nassau County. You endorsed him, you idiot. And then you you, you tried to be a weasel about the uh, don't what, what you call the don't-say-gay law down in Florida. So anyway, I did watch the, the debate last night, and to my utter surprise, they actually asked the, the candidates, and I swear to God I was shocked by this because I thought they would steer away from it because they would put these Democrats on the spot. They asked them, would you teach sex to kids? Would you talk sex to kids in the first, second, third grade? They actually asked that question. And uh, here, here it's, I'll give you the three responses. The first is Jumanji Williams. Cut number two, please, Lil. Yes or no, do you believe that New York school districts should be required to implement curriculum that incorporates sexual orientation and gender identity in elementary school, as some state lawmakers have proposed. Mr. William. But we have to be clear. So the short answer, if you're going to ask, is yes, but we have to be clear. We just have to teach children at the level that they can understand and not above that. And so sometimes when this question is asked, we hear the word sex and we think we're going to be saying crazy things to young people, but we're not. Well, now I have no respect for them. The the, the short answer is yes. Yep. And when we say we're going to teach sex to kids, we're going to say crazy things. Keep it away from them, uh, Jumanji. And I know it's Jumanji. Keep that it away. Let them have their innocence. It, uh, that, now, that is infuriating that he said that. Uh, keep it away. There's, they, they're, they're our kids. Let the parents do it. Uh, you don't want to be talking You don't want to be talking about Joey and Johnny making out behind the monkey bars. You just don't want to do it. It's not right. It's wrong. Kids need their innocence. They don't. They don't want to hear it, and even those kids don't even realize it at that age. I mean, they may be a tomboy. They may lean feminine, or they may lean masculine. Uh, you know, a, a girl may lean masculine, and a boy may lean. But if they, it all gets worked out for the most part. And in, in any case, whatever it need, whatever needs to be done, should be done later, later in the high school years, and and beyond. Not in the elementary school. Uh, Jumanji. Let's hear what uh, let's hear what Kathy Hochul said. Cut number seven, please, Lou. Parents will always be on the front line of decision making when it comes to their children's education. But I will say that to say that someone, you know, Tom Swazi, says he would not support uh, legislation, he supports legislation such as "Don't Say Gay." That is discriminatory. And this is the state of New York, the birthplace of the LGBTQ plus movement. We're right. proud of that. Be willing to teach his. So, I, I just want to be knows. clear. Would you support a mandate for the curriculum? We, I, I, everything has to be age appropriate and parents involved. Elementary. The question was about what elementary. What is age school. appropriate? Elementary though, right? school. That I'm going to get involved with the parents. I'm not going to stand what is here age appropriate? and make. A, excuse me. I'm giving an answer. No, you're not. The answer. I will answer the moderate. What is the answer? This is something that we have to involve the parents, the Agreed. teachers, and the local school. Well, she's right about that. Involve the parents. So, what's the answer? Are you, are you going a, to she, agree or not? 
No, no, she's a slime bag, weasel, oily uh, politician who is evading the question. And that's why I said that Nick Langworthy and the Republican Party should have put forth some, some proposal, some bill, like the Parental Rights Act down in Florida, to put all these, these mutts on the defensive, like her. Because you heard her squirming right there. She didn't want to give an answer. Because, uh, you know, the, most people say no. No sex talk to kids in the first, second grade. She doesn't want to offend the radicals, and that's why she's afraid to give that answer. Oh, she actually uh, appeased both sides there because me, I'm all for the parents. Yeah, I'm all for the parents. I'm against it. She clearly, uh, she did. She 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 tried to appease both sides. Tried to have it both ways, exactly. Right. And when you do that, of course, you don't appease either side. I mean, you got, you have to be you, you gotta you be gotta steadfast, right? And at, don't at, least, at least be a dirtbag and, and and be okay with these people teaching our kids about that. But at least you're consistent. Tom Swazi, for example, he went back and forth between our show and the press, and he comes off the worst out of the three of them because he did that. At least be a dirtbag through and through. Right, and, and credit to uh, David. Ushery and Melissa Russo for actually asking that question, for doing what the Republican leadership in, in this state did not do, Nick Langworthy. And I said to do it a, a few months ago because you hear how difficult it is for these Democrat politicians. And she, she mischaracterized the Parental Rights Act, called it the Don't Say Gay Bill. She's a slime bag piece of garbage, corrupt piece of garbage, is what Kathy Hochul is. Let's hear Swazi's answer on that same question. Uh, this is cut eight, Lou. Please play that. Okay, we have another question I, I, about David, curriculum. I have to answer one thing. She said that I support the Don't Say Gay law, which is she knows 100%, Governor. You know, Governor, Governor, Governor. She won't look at him. You know that that's not true. I said very clearly I'm a 100% against that law. Back in 2009, I wrote right, an op-ed piece to the New York Times. All right, Mr. Swanson, you've... you've, you've married. Hmm. You actually said on our show that you're all for that law and thought that it was a very rational bill that Ron DeSantis presented in Florida. So you're not 100% behind anything, Tom Swazi, and you've been exposed, at least here, over the last six weeks. And he just mischaracterized. He called it the Don't Say Gay Bill again. Tom Sleazy should be his name. So uh, a difficult uh, topic for these people, and they're going against the grain because they're afraid of the radicals. That's why... All these moderate Democrats are cowards, all of them, starting at the top with the imbecile-in-chief, Joe Biden, all cowards. He's not a moderate. He he, he tried to sell the country. I know that. That's exactly why we call him a Trojan horse. Right. He pretended to be a moderate, and he went in there, and he he did everything that the crazies would do because he was afraid of them. The only moderate Democrat I know these days, there's only one, there's only one, I know John's coming up at 840. He loves the common sense Democrat. I have found one, and that's Joe Manchin out of West Virginia. That's it. Are you, you, can you give me another one? I mean, you want to give me, you want, I know you're going to give me, uh, what's yeah, her Kristen name? Sinema. Kristen Sinema. Yeah, Kristen sure, Sinema. I'll give you two. I'll give you Sinema, and I'll give out of Arizona. I'll give you Manchin out of West Virginia. You have any more? No, no, absolutely <laughs> not. That's two. What good is that? <laughs> oh, I, I, well, what good it is is that you need 50 votes to get any, right. anywhere. And he did save us, man, from that terrible. Exactly. That's what good bill. it is. Yeah. 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 So thank God for them. And they're not real, real moderates. They're just they're, they're polit- politically expedient uh, sleazebags as well. I, I don't you know, because I, I, he has to answer to the electorate in West Virginia. And that's the only reason why he's doing it. Not out of principle. I don't trust him either. That's a red state, obviously. Yeah, it, right. it, clearly, and that's why he's uh, he is that's why he is the moder- you know the quote unquote moderate that he is now. Right. 
Listen, uh, before we run out of time, uh, FIFA uh, 2026, here's the announcement from uh, the excited, very excited FIFA guy yesterday at the ceremony, which Eric Adams attended. Uh, play the announcement, please, Lou. Last one, but not least, mm-hmm. the city that uh, never sleeps, New York, New Jersey. Start spreading the news. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's not even New York. They're playing the games at MetLife, which really is New Jersey. Right. I know I know. we still call them the Jets and the Giants New York, but they actually play at MetLife. It's really New Jersey who got the soccer game yesterday, not us. It's Newark, right? Uh, no, MetLife? it's, it's, it's uh, East Rutherford. Okay. Oh, okay. Exit 16W off of your uh, turnpike. So it's where the Giants play. Where the Jets and Giants play, exactly. Oh, okay. Cool, yes. cool. All right. Yes. So either way, the tri-state area gets it. And it, it 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 helps out. You know they're going to stay in the, the hotels in, in New York City, of course. I would think so. There's a nice yeah. Marriott right across the street from uh, Giants. Uh, I call the Giants Stadium from MetLife Stadium, but uh, I would think so. Yes, yes. So let, when they said last but not least, New York, uh, New York is going to host the finals. So New York gets uh, some of the best games. Yes. Here uh, of of the uh, FIFA event or whatever the hell it's called. In 2026. The World Cup. The World Cup. That's right. right. That's what it's called. Now, right. here's Eric Adams on the uh, uh, on getting this uh, accomplishment. Uh, Eric Adams, go. We are excited. We are energized. Soccer has a way of bridging us all together. In this region, there's nowhere else on the globe where diversity reigns. He loves that we word. We are America. We are New York. We are New Jersey. You're darn right we're going to be all right. The World Cup is coming here to New York and New Jersey. He loves that word. That should be his middle name, Eric Diversity Adams. What the hell does that mean? I don't why, know. Why, why, why is that relevant with the World Cup? Uh, listen, it's, it's great that all these cops are leaving the force because it gives us a chance to recognize diversity. It's great that we got soccer here in New Jersey because it shows our diversity. I mean, he just loves He doesn't even know what the hell it means. He just says it all the time. Diversity. Just, uh, really, really uh, annoying. Really just, I don't know. Uh, listen, before we run out of time. Uh, Biden, who a, a bunch of gaffes yesterday. As a matter of fact, uh, he, it's Pride Month, and these people won't stop. We have problems galore, and they keep celebrating every single day Pride Month. They, they have some other uh, group at the White House, but Biden keeps screwing things up. Cut 14, uh, Biden on Pride Month once again. Go. We're also proud to have signed an executive order on my first day in office to combat that. discrimination against LGBTQL. Uh, I, excuse me, plus Americans. That and uh, he actually, in the same day, it's terrible, right? I mean, if you really really care about the community, you got to get the letters right. I mean, you got to add a letter, you you, you L twice, there's an I, I think, I don't know. He doesn't give a rat's ass about the community. He's he's just reading off of something and waiting to go back and take a nap. And then he he shouted out somebody in the audience, (laughs) cut number 15. I'll listen to this. Go. 15. And by the way, my sympathies to your the family of your F, uh, uh, wait, wait. your huh? your CFO <laughs> who uh, un- dropped dead very unexpectedly. <laughs> my best of the family. It's tough stuff. Nothing yeah. says a, a condolence like dropped dead. Nothing. I can't my think of anything. My condolences to what's his name? What's his name who, who, who dropped, dropped dead? dead. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's funny, man. That's I was funny having right this there. discussion last night at home with Danielle and Gabe about the best presidents and the worst presidents. And we agree mostly about the best presidents. You know, Teddy Roosevelt, uh, I threw Donald Trump in there, Reagan, Abe Lincoln, these types of folks. But um, I, in my lifetime, and, and i got to give you credit because you set up from day one, Bernie. You really did. I never thought in my lifetime somebody would be worse than Jimmy Carter. And this guy makes Jimmy Carter look like Abe Lincoln. He really does. No doubt. He, it, Abe Lincoln and Ron Reagan uh, all wrapped up in one. You're absolutely right. And uh, just Somebody finally, call Hallmark quickly. Uh, don't forget to tell what's his name. I'm sorry that he dropped dead. It's a beautiful card. <laughs> <laughs> finally, when, they, uh, when, when he, the 25th Amendment kicks in and they kick his ass out, Kamala Harris takes over. But yesterday she was appointed because she did, did such a great job at the border. She was appointed to a task force to fight online harassment. Cut 23. Here's what she said about that. Cut 23, please, Lou. Well, the Internet is an essential part of life in the 21st century. Can't get around it. Can't get around without it. That was very deep, very profound. And, you know, she's going to tackle that and it will be eradicated. No more bullying online. And finally, Amira Flores, the hero of the week. The first victor in the red wave that's coming in November uh, of this year. Uh, she, she won the district down in Texas that was Democrat for 150 years. It's now Republican. She is the congresswoman-elect from Texas. This is what she said about uh, the bimbo Kamala Harris who slept her way to the top of California politics. Cut 27, Louie. She's honestly useless. I don't know why she's in that position. She hasn't been here in South Texas to see what their policies are creating, the mess that they're they're creating in our country, and that their policies are hurting real people. That's damn right. Uh, Myra Flores, uh, the, the hero of the week, uh, Congresswoman-elect Myra Flores, uh, bo- uh, portends good things to come in November. Uh, Jamal Bowman, one last thing. He, he's, uh, it's no audio here. Just yeah. He said that uh, anybody who supports Elon Musk must be a white supremacist because Elon Musk supported Myra Flores. Right. And Myra Flores is a Mexican woman. Jamal Bowman, you're a racist pig. Always Shut has up. Been. Jamal, Bo- Jamal Bowman is one of the worst, by the way. He, he really, really is. He's yeah. a racist pig who, yeah. by the way, still hasn't paid off his college debts. Pay your debts, pig. Yeah. He's all right. And, sh- and shut up about uh, w- with your race yeah. baiting. Uh, here on the Bernie and Sid Show, Lydia Serrano coming up next. And then John Katsimatidis. If you keep it where it is, ladies and gentlemen. This is Lydia Reports on 77 WABC. Here's Lydia Serrani. Did you know that in New York City, over 65% of students cannot read at the grade level that matches their age? Yet the city is spending $200,000 of taxpayer dollars on this drag queen story hour. Queen City Councilwoman Vicky Palladino, she's coming under fire because she says this is basically grooming the children. Mayor Adams slamming her and he's defending the drag queen storytelling in a tweet overnight writing, quote, that the drag queens are advancing a love of diversity and personal expression. Can somebody please tell me how a man wearing tons of makeup, a wig, almost half naked, promotes diversity? Did he mean perversion? I mean, I have no issues. I have no issue with drag queens, uh, you know, those type of shows and stuff like that. I've been to Miami. I've seen them for adults. Why is that important? Why can't we have Dr. Seuss come in? Why can't we have, like, Winnie the Pooh come in? Why do we need a guy dressed up? Dr. Seuss is a racist. 
Oh. Stay away well, from I, the kids. They, they banned. They actually banned a lot of Dr. Seuss. I'm, I'm, I'm being serious. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. No, it's a ridiculous banning. Yeah. No, ban no, this is this. Is, uh, Eric Adams is. He, he he may be a pervert. At the very least, he's a pervert enabler. If he's grooming, he is. He, he's pro grooming kids. So uh, him and and uh, and Chancellor Banks, they're going to continue to allow these men in dresses to come in and sit down in their flamboyant way with makeup on, men in dresses, and sit there and talk like this to the kids and have them chant and, 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 and clap for pride and all this nonsense, indoctrinate and, and poison their minds. In other words, groom them, and God knows what else. What else are they doing? They're dancing around in, in some of these events. These these uh these 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 transvestites what are, what are they tra- what are they what are they these the drag queens are yeah. they transvestites yeah, are they so, transgenders so, yes. or what yeah. are they well no no they're not tra- transgenders they know they still got their parts right transgenders I put up a video. right transgenders go out and they uh, inevitably they hormones. change their parts they they you know like uh, uh, Caitlyn Jenner will become a woman he'll get rid of his penis uh, no trans- I think he still has it I know but that, that's what the, the the goal is to eventually remove all that and become the opposite sex transvestites remain the same sex but just dress as a different sex so Eric Adams a video. I put up a video Go. on my Twitter of a kid, like a kid-friendly drag queen show, and the guy's junk was all out. And, like, you see oh, the kids no. on the – and it was, a, it was a black guy. I mean, it was just out of full display. He's doing splits, this and that. And, like, the kids oh. are just so – it's disgusting. I don't even want – even if he wasn't wearing makeup, I don't understand the sexual moves. Like, what are they trying to achieve? We've got real right. issues in, in our schools. The kids aren't learning how to read like they should. They're failing. I mean, did you see the latest thing on the gift, those programs, like the elite schools, the high schools? Yeah. The majority of kids that applied are African-American and Latino, yet only 9% of them got into the school system. Why? Because the school system is failing school, those kids. The schools suck, exactly. And, and Eric Adams is, is for wasting time with drag queen reading hour. I mean, what a what a what a low life he is a he is a he either a pervert or a pervert enabler at the very least, as I said, yep. and it's disgusting and it, it, it is really he something needs to be done. I mean, he's got to answer some questions about this. What does it accomplish? Diversity? Give me a break. Save it for the high school kids or something. He, Even that's inappropriate. He doesn't care. He's a Democrat. These are what the Democrats do. And that's it. I mean, don't, don't be fooled by the, well, I want this for the city, I want that for the city. Listen, it, it always comes down to party first. This is what the progressive Democrats want, and Adams and yeah. Banks and the rest of these folks are not going to go against it. Bottom line, uh, that's it. Honestly, a couple of years ago, this would not have been accepted. This is new. Of course and this not. Is, this, this is brand new woke woke crap yep. that they're shoving down the kids' throats. And they're, they're ruining these kids because they're, they're confusing them. Kids don't know. That, I mean, again... It's sexuality being introduced to first, second, and third graders and fourth, fifth, and sixth graders. And it's completely and totally wrong if I was a parent. And that's why there's an exodus. The, the enrollment for public schools, again, is way down. The number came out yesterday. It's, I don't have it in front of me, but it's a staggering, uh, another staggering right, number. Right, and they could end up losing millions in, in funding as a result. That's and right. We talked to Secretary of State Mike Pompeo on John Katzmatidi's show last night, and we said, what is the most important issue 
right now. And I was waiting for him to say about gas prices, inflation, energy. And he said, no, it's the indoctrination of our children. Look what's happening. AOC, she was in Washington, D.C. Kids ran up. They were doing a class trip and they saw her on the steps. They ran up to her and they were crying like she was like John, like the Beatles, like new kids on the block and sing Justin Timberlake. <laughs> they were crying like she was a rock star. Oh, AOC. And I was like, oh, my God. And then George Washington University, you know what their mascot is, right? It's George Washington. Yes. They banned the mascot. They banned the mascot. They got rid of it because they said he's offensive. And now the students are like, this is ridiculous. They put up wanted posters all over campus. So Pompeo, I was thinking about what he was saying, and I'm like, He's right. We're we're screwed. They're putting in drag queens. They're canceling mascots. They're flying Black Lives Matter and gay this and drag queen that and transgender and penises and this and that. I mean, I, I don't know. Like hey, you us know, parents, we, 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 we got to step up. We are screwed. And, it, you know, I brought up this question yesterday to uh, Pete Hexeth. And, Bernie, you know that was a great interview he did with him. Yep. And he's writing about this in his new book, Miseducation. And I said, I think that there is a misconception that if we win, if Donald Trump comes back in 2024, all this is going to stop. And the truth is, it really no. started when Donald Trump became president. He's like, no, there's nothing There's nothing the federal government can do. So if you're hoping that Trump wins in 2024 and he's going to change that part of society, that ain't going to happen. Nope, nope. But the best it can do is, you know, stem the bleeding somewhat. I mean, we have to fight no, back. The best because... thing to do is actually go on record, Bernie. Like you talk about, Eric Adams needs to name and shame. At least if Donald Trump is president, he'll go out there and blast these people and embarrass them, and that's going to be the best you're going to get. Withhold, maybe he withhold federal funding if, well, they, if they promote this kind of sexualization of our children or something like that. Biden, well, he signed some anti, supposedly anti-LGBTQ plus minus times 10 uh, legislation the other day. And he's like threatening that if any school has like anti-gay policies that he could cut some of the funding to their program. It could even be lunch. Lunch money, so yeah. They're, they're doing yeah. that in, in South Dakota. Christy Nome came out, right. the governor, and said, uh, we're going to fight back against us. They're using kids. They're going to starve kids. If the schools don't teach kids about this uh, this right. gender fluidity and nonsense crap, it's mental crazy. illness, uh, they, they're actually going to withhold lunch money, make kids go hungry. That's what Joe Biden is forcing down the throats of kids in, in, in America. Uh, yeah, I know, right. But the <laughs> school school lunch money, it really is despicable. And, it, and they, what they're encouraging also is the, having the schools – uh, you know, single out kids and say, oh, you're actually, you're a, a tomboy. You you want to play baseball instead of uh, play with dolls? Well, you are actually a boy, so you need to, you need puberty blockers. You need to have your breasts whacked off. And that's what they're pushing. It is sick. It's child abuse. And it's, it's disgusting. And, and kid, the only solution at this point is to take your kids out of public school because no, they're going to be subjected no. to this No, we pay for stuff. that. No, we pay for that. Why should we? Why should we cave in? That's what they want. So then, well, well, what are you going to do? We have to fight well, back. Well, we I got news for you back. though. We got to join the school boards. We got to elect yeah, the right officials that are going to push back. It ain't going to help. And I got news for you, by the way. If you take them out of public schools, Bernie, unless you take them to a yeshiva and or a Catholic school, I'm not going to go over. And you know as well as anybody, Bernie, outside of Danielle, you know the next most about my son's experience at a private school, six figure private school, not public school, and he's going through ten times worse than any public school would go through so yep. you're not guaranteed unless you go to a catholic school or a yeshiva you may be in worse shape at a private school in new york than a public school 
or if you can't homeschool, but you're right. right. And that's why, or a charter school, uh, this is, th- those are the only alternatives and options is you got to get them into a school that doesn't engage in this, this child abuse. And it, it is, it is a big problem because uh, even if uh, they, they stop teaching that, let's say Trump signs or, or whoever the president is in 2024, they sign an executive order reversing this school lunch uh, withholding policy that Biden is, is implementing. You're still going to have these freaks uh, uh, that are going to be teachers, and you know they're going to. That's why you need cameras in the classroom. You know they're going to uh, teach subtly. You, you know their their philosophy on this, uh, on homosexuality, on transgenderism, whatever it is. It's going to be sex. They're going to inject it somehow or other and poison your kid's mind, even if they're told not to. I wouldn't trust them uh, at all. What I would take my kids out. I don't care who's president. And put them in, as Sid mentioned, yeshiva, Catholic school, charter school, or homeschool. That's it. Well, coming up at five o'clock tonight, we will be discussing so many topics. Um, there, did you hear about the cattle? There's like ten thousand cattle in the Midwest that. that just drop, drop dead. They have videotape of it. It's disgusting, and they're saying it's from the extreme heat. Yet I'm seeing all over Twitter that the ranchers are saying that that's impossible. So something's going yeah. on. We're so. I don't know. No, I saw ran- ranchers. I saw ranchers, uh, legit, credible ranchers, saying that it is the heat. It's just like oh, extreme I cold. I saw, oh, well, I, I, I yeah, there were there, no. there are conspiracy theories going on, and I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, but I saw legit guys saying, "Look, during the day it gets very, very hot, and it, it, at night the the cattle actually count on the coolness, but in in recent days." It got to be over 100 degrees at night. They didn't get it to cool down, and that's why they died. And I saw videotape of them all, hundreds of cattle, thousands maybe, lying on their backs, you know, dead. It was, it was, it was so nasty. But the conspiracy theories are out there, and they may be valid and legit. I don't really know. I don't know the yeah. answer. Yeah, it's terrible. Right, all right, John Lydia, Katzmatidis, we got to go. Cats at night, 5 o'clock, Truth, Justice, and the American Way. Tune in. You don't want to miss it. No, we don't want to miss it at all. Lydia Serrano and the Bernie and Sid Show. John Katzmatidis coming up next. I want to rock! Bernie and Sid in the morning. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Back here on the Bernie and Sid Show, heard everywhere on that 77 WABC app, simulcast out on Eastern Long Island, News Talk 107.1 FM. Right now on this Friday at uh, 840, what is it, 842, something like that. Either way, we have the esteemed owner of uh, our radio station, WABC Radio and Red Apple Media, also the owner of a Gristidi's supermarket chain and... Uh, several gasoline refineries. This man is an oil executive. He's a brilliant guy, the most, one of the most accomplished people I've ever met, also a radio host. Cats at night, 5 o'clock here on 77 WABC, Truth, Justice, and the American Way, and Cats Roundtable every Sunday morning at 8 o'clock. Let's bring him in. Good morning, Mr. Cats and Matides. Good morning, good morning. And it's a, Morning. Hopefully it's going to be a great weekend. Thank God it's Friday. And now, I mean, is Monday a... Uh, a federal holiday? Well, it's Juneteenth, John, uh, and people yes, are going to get very upset. But nobody knows. 
Well, I know that. If you stop, you know what the, the real truth of the holiday is? If you stop the next 100 people walking along 3rd Avenue right. and ask them, Monday is Juneteenth. How many of them will know what you're talking about? I'll give you a better example. How many will know? None. And if you stop 100 None. black people, they still won't know. <laughs> so how did they push this stuff through? I don't it, know. Was it the woke culture that did it? Yeah. Yeah. Look, oh, of course I, it was. we it was, celebrate it was... a lot of black birthdays. We, uh, we celebrate Martin Luther King's uh, yes. uh, day. We yes. celebrate other uh, black events. I mean, I never even thought about this. I never even heard about it until recently. But what are you going to do yeah. about it? Uh, and, and, and by the, and by the I'm going to come to work. 4th. That's what I'm going to do about it. <laughs> oh, yeah, boy. every added holiday uh, hurts the economy in the United States, by the way. just uh, And I know you know that, Mr. Katzmatidis. We have so many holidays. But, yes, uh, Joe Biden added this one last year. And it is uh, it is on Sunday, Juneteenth, but they celebrate it on Monday. Either way, uh that's Juneteenth, but but Mr. Katz, we have you in because you, you did a fantastic interview yesterday on Fox News, and you talked about the uh, uh, well, the inflation crisis that we're experiencing, the oil and gas crisis, the price at the pump, unbelievable. Uh, in in some places in New York, even approaching seven dollars a gallon for gasoline, and Joe Biden, instead of uh, you know ramping up uh, production here in the United States. He's going to go crawling to uh, the Saudis and other people, the Venezuelans, et cetera, et cetera, to, to pump out more oil. And that, that uh, from your perspective, that's got, got to be wrong, no? Bernie, I keep it simplified. And the thing is, I am in the oil business for over 40 years. Everybody calls me the supermarket guy. I'm in the oil business for 40 years. We're in the real estate business for 40 years. We're, you know, we're in the grocery business for 50 years. Well, maybe that took precedence. Yes. And I have the pulse of the situation. That's why, you know, people listen. And what they're doing right now, all they have to do to get rid of inflation, inflation, inflation started when President Biden cut out the pipeline when day one of his presidency. And he made North America oil companies the enemy. So... What happens? Oil goes from $55 a barrel to $120, $125 a barrel. We went from, I, I, I believe under Trump, we were producing 12,500,000 barrels a, a day almost. We went down to 10, 5, 11. Now, <clears throat> we have the capability of doing 15 million barrels a day. Our Alaska pipeline, our Alaska pipeline has 2 million barrels a day capacity, and we used to do 2 million. Guess what we're doing now? Less than 400,000. We're going around. We're going around, Sid, Bernie, we're going around begging. Saudi Arabia, Iran. We're still buying from Russia. Don't let anybody of BS you. Of course we are. Right. We're still buying too. from Russia. Venezuela, too. Venezuela. Yeah. We're begging these people to pay them $120 a barrel. Crazy. And, and guess what? We're taking the wealth, the wealth of the money in people's pockets in America and transferring it to other countries. And that does beg this question. First of all, uh, to echo what Bernie said, congratulations on a great interview with Larry Kudlow yesterday. But it is worth mentioning last week... 
You did an interview with Maria Bartiromo, who's like a very good friend of yours, by the way. Over a million point we one We went to hits. see Paul Anka last week, uh, last Sunday night together. Oh, you did? You and Maria? Yes. Oh, did he sing Times of Your yes. Life? You know, I love that song. Oh, he, he, he sang that uh, Jewish song. What was it? My Which, Way. Oh, my... <laughs> Or is it Italian? Is it Italian oh, and Jewish? Baby, baby got back. Yeah, he every actually, Italian, every Jew believes that song was made for them. Uh, you think you're right. He, I think he actually he wrote that one, right? And I know Elvis Paul sang Anka it. Paul Anka wrote it. Right. And Sinatra says, "Guess what? Yeah, it's my song." No, it's not. It's his. Yeah. But uh, but I know you got over 1.1 million hits on that, of like thousands and thousands of likes. So congratulations. But while you're telling us all these stats, which are scary, they are scary. They don't make any because sense. Because all they have to do, with the alternative, if they don't turn on the spigots and they don't bring down the price of oil, you bring down the price of oil, gasoline will be two and a half so, dollars so, a gallon right, again. So, so answer this if, question if you don't, for me. You know what happens? Yeah, you have a this, uh, the depression. All our economist friends, and my friends, your friends, yeah. all of our economist friends say, oh, raise the interest rates, raise them uh, another no point. More of that. No more of that. Guess what? They're going to wipe out the United States. They're going to wipe out the real estate industry. Agreed. You, would you pay 6% for for more? Good lucky you bought the house three months ago. No, no, no. We're not lucky. We knew, John, talking to your folks, that the interest rates were going up. We made sure we locked it in. I know. 30-year mortgage now. Right. We got a 4%. We got lucky. So my question to you is it's simple. Knowing all this, that we could face a depression, knock out the real estate business, destroy our country, why? Why is Joe Biden doing this? It's because... I don't know. Let me tell you something, I, and I hate to say it this way. If uh, I'm sure Bernie's going to agree with this one, yeah. in in 2021, if if China and Russia had a meeting and say who should we elect president of the United States, they couldn't have selected a better person than Joe Biden. <laughs> Absolutely right. They won. I, I, they won. Yeah. China got Afghanistan. Why is there a war? Why is there a war in uh, uh, in uh, Ukraine? Ukraine? You yeah. know why? Because Biden. Putin says, well, China has Afghanistan. I got crap. Now I'm going to take it from Ukraine because I'm going to get away with it. And he wouldn't do it if Trump was uh, the president. I, he wouldn't yeah. do it. He wouldn't and, do it. Look, Trump has a lot of faults. We all know that. But he had courage, and they and they respected him. The same way Ronald Reagan. Bull crap. I can't say bull. You could say it. I can say bull. <laughs> bull shizzle. Bull shitted. Yeah. The Russians that we got laser weapons. We got you know, and there were the 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 uh, we got phasers, uh, and, and the Russians really believe Ronald Reagan, and they surrendered. They Gorbachev surrendered the uh, uh, the the Berlin Wall. That's right. Yeah. In the same way, uh, you know how I, I was talking to somebody the other day. You know how. There was not one death in Afghanistan of an American soldier uh, in 18 months. And you know how, how he did it? He sent Mike Pompeo over. Mike Pompeo is a good friend of mine. Uh, he wants to run for president, too. Uh, and uh, he told the Taliban leaders, you know what he showed them? He took a map out and he showed them the, their homes. And, and the Taliban leader said, why are you showing us the map of our homes? He says, one American soldier dies, those homes will be destroyed five minutes later. With their wives wow. and kids inside. Yeah. With their wives and kids That's inside. Right. And right. guess what? 18 months, zero deaths of American soldiers. Yep. Because, hey, what happens when you're fighting bullies? You know what happens when you're fighting? Punch if you have face. a big, If you have a big glove and you punch them in the face, That's right. they'll run away. And the same way with Russia, China, in, 
Here's the biggest problem we have right now. You know what the biggest problem is? We have five and a half, eight billion people in the world. We have five and a half billion people living under dictatorships. Two and a half billion living under freedom, democracy. And those two and a half billion are depending on Joe Biden? Exactly. We're in deep crap. Deep dude. Joe Biden, by the way, the answer I mean, to the question know, is. Uh, you know, Sid just uh, almost fell off his chair. We're depending on Joe Biden to keep the other two and a half billion free. And listen, the American people have always been tough guys. We talk about Veterans Day. How many Americans gave their lives to save in World War II, World War I, Vietnam War, Korea War? Let's not, you know, we had the courage. I mean, we did some stupid things, but we had the courage to say, hey, enough is enough. So all I'm saying yeah. to, uh, uh, to Powell, you know what I said last night on Cudlow? I said to uh, Jay Powell, and I said to Senator Schumer, and he's only across the street from us, I said to them, go into the Oval Office and talk to the president and say enough is enough. Don't make the American oil industry your, your enemy. Open it up. Get rid, you right. know, get rid of the crappy, you know, they say, oh, oh, go produce whatever you want. But the environmental uh, portions of our government won't allow us to. And, no, he's a, he's and then, a, you know what else they're doing? They're going to the banks and they're going to the institutions. And you know what they're saying to them? Don't lend money to fossil fuel companies. We will look on you very badly if your bank lends money to fossil fuel companies. And so what is fa- so the big companies don't give a damn because they have all the money in the world. The medium-sized companies and the small companies that want to invest, they can't invest because they can't borrow. So we're, we're on the verge of them destroying America, and America is under attack. We're under attack in many, many ways, said and Bernie. We're yeah. under attack in, our, in many ways, our borders, our legal systems. Our, our our schooling, our education systems. I mean, Joe, they're, Joe they're, they're shipping up more fentanyl to kill our Americans. Last year, over a hundred thousand Americans died from drugs, yeah. and you know where they came from? Well, well, China, China. promised that Trump was not going to ship to the United States, so they're shipping it to Mexico. Made a partnership with the Mexico gangs. And they're, they're sending it through an open border to the United States to kill Americans. You can't make this up. No. So whether it's the border, whether it's uh, the, whether it's crime, or whether it's oil, uh, Joe Biden is beholden. He's afraid. He's pandering to the crazies, the green zealots, the crazies, the, the woke that people out there. Or somebody and, around him is doing it because well, yes. Joe Biden, I'm not sure he's cognizant of what's going on around him. He does what he's instructed to do, and he said that many times. And he sent a letter to the oil companies, speaking to the oil companies, accusing them of greed. And uh, you, you had a great response to that. Not, not all of these oil companies, they're, they're not all giants. They're not all owned by Rockefellers. And uh, I heard you say this on Fox News. Uh, I, 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 they're I owned by to, 401K no. plans. They're owned right. by every pension account in, in, in the American people. Exactly. They're the ones that own it. And they're not making, you know, they, they stop making those companies the enemy. Let's open up America. 
and let's not transfer. $500 billion a year, we are transferring our wealth of America over to Ridiculous. other countries. Ridiculous. And listen, uh, by the way, while Bernie pointed out all these things uh, that you do, all very impressive, Gristidis, D'Agostinos, oil companies, WABC, all the things that you do. Uh, one of the things that I appreciate about you most, and Bernard for that matter, because he's also a great father, is the father you are. Now, all three of us, me, you, and Bernie, have one son and one daughter, all three of us. Um, and I believe, no, your son's older, Bernie. In our cases, our daughters are older. But uh, at any rate, uh, Sunday is Father's Day, and A.J. and John Jr., you're very close. You, Margo, the whole family. So on a positive note, you'll spend the weekend in the Hamptons. you got Father's Day coming up. It's a beautiful thing, right? Um, I, the good news is I'm going to spend uh, Sunday uh, with my daughter and my son. Both of them. Both of them. And, you know, awesome. that's, that's, that's the I know makes us happy. Me also. too. Us I got that too. makes us yeah. happy. Especially when the girls are there. Other, <laughs> other, other than that, we don't have anything. We no, we got nothing. <laughs> Oh, the no Yankees. Question. The Yankees. Your friend Wendy Levine must be happy these days. Well, the Yankees are doing phenomenal. <laughs> I mean, My son, Dr. Michalos, was sitting in that chair in the studio yesterday. He was in the studio last night. Yeah. And him and my son left at, after the show at 6 o'clock, and they went up to Yankee Stadium. They did? Yeah. Oh, I was there. I would have loved to see John Well, they Jr. were in, uh, with uh, Randy Levine and uh, Steinbrenner Suite. Oh, they had the nicer suite. Oh. Yeah, you should have gone up there. I didn't know John Jr. was there. I would have gone. Yeah, yeah. What an ending. What a way to well, walk uh, off and get the win. Listen, either way, Mr. Katsimatidis, you are brilliant. That's why they have you on Fox News. You, you make eminent sense at, 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 in, in layman's terms, by the way. And you're a great guy and a great uh, leader here at WABC. And an indefatigable gentleman, radio shows galore, businesses galore. You come into the the building early in the morning and you leave late at night. You're a, you really are a, somebody to look up to. So, John Katzmatidis, happy Father's Day. Thank, Thank you. you for coming on the Bernie happy and Sid Show. Happy Father's Day to all. And, Thank Bernie, you, my number one wish is that you get well. Uh, well, uh, th- uh, thank you for, for that. That warms my heart and makes me very emotional. Thank you, sir, for saying that. Oh, thank you. You know, medicine has gone warp speed. And yes, we talk indeed. about it every Sunday with Dr. Michalos. And they even have they even have vaccines now that are going to be attacking uh, cancers. Yeah, we, we talked about that this week and, with Dr. Uh, Mark Siegel. Yeah, hopefully that will help. Uh, yeah. So hopefully you're going to yep. be okay and we can extend your contract 30 years. <laughs> uh, you're very kind, sir. That very kind. John, John Katzmatidis, ladies and gentlemen, a great New Yorker, a great man on the Bernie and Sid show. We're out of time right now, so uh, happy Father's Day once again, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll listen to you tonight at 5 o'clock on Cats at Night. We're coming right back, ladies and gentlemen. Keep keep it where it is. One more hour of the Bernie and Sid show to come. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Well, I've done it again. Is Bernie there? I just got this text. Under my skin, says, uh, hey, Sid. Reconfirming docs today at 11.30, is that still the best time for you? Or are you able to free up a little earlier? And that comes from um, gubernatorial candidate Harry Wilson. Well, I've gotten to know a little bit here the last couple of weeks personally, and I like him. I'm sorry. I know the whole thing. Politically, if you don't like him, Obama, Bragg, I don't care. It's fine. But um, he's not a bad guy. And, um, you know, some of these guys have really been pushing hard. Andrew and I become friendly. Rob has called me and texted me a bunch of times. But Harry, maybe more than anybody, and I kind of like him, 
but I have to cancel uh, lunch again today. So I'm going to blame you, though, Bernie. What? That's okay. Why do you mean what? Can't, you can't cancel lunch. You agree to it. You're going to have to cancel it now, though. No, no, he's 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 writing you. He desperately wants to have lunch, and uh, he really does. Yeah. He's counting on it, and he's he set is. aside his time for it. Yes, he did. He'd probably yeah. cancel other engagements just to have lunch with you. Probably you can't do so. this. Yeah, I'm going to do it. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to cancel. <laughs> <laughs> I can't uh, uh, do okay. it. I, ha- well, I have you, some. You things. know what? You should. Pr- yeah. Here's what you should propose. Yeah. You should pro- propose buying a couple of sandwiches. And eating it, he can ride with you on the ferry home. He can eat your sandwiches and have a conversation. And this way, you don't lose any time. You know, that's funny. How about that? That's a great idea. Once again, Bernie showing why you're so brilliant. But here's the problem. I'm it's not a, taking the ferry it's home. It's a beautiful ride. Yeah, I'm not, oh, taking, you're not taking the ferry. No. Uh, Danielle and Gabriel oh, are picking me up here at the studios at 10. And then we're going to go with Jen, who's sitting to my left, to uh, Bay Ridge. Oh, that's right. And stick needles in my you face. mention that. Good morning, you Bernie. How that, are yeah. you? <laughs> Jen, good. Th- thank you. How are you doing? I'm, I'm, th- doing, I'm doing great. Just fine. I'm doing great. I'm so happy to be oh, here today. A, she and loves this show. Pleasure I to do. have you in studio. She loves uh, this show. I, I missed you, Barney. How I are you feeling? I miss you as well. We, I feel like a million bucks. You I sound actually great. do. Uh, but I appreciate that. Thank you, Jen. You do as well. Uh, well like I said, it's great to have you in studio. And uh, it's going to be a big, busy day for you in the Rosenberg. And by the way, huh? it's your yeah. fault. It's your fault that I can't see Harry Wilson now, just so you know. Uh, I'm sure you'd much rather get Botox than see him anyway. I, I'm, uh, outside of maybe having sex with my wife, I, I, I'm not, <laughs> I think I like having Botox better than anything. I, I think you I do. I actually enjoy it. It makes no sense. It hurts a little bit sometimes. And it's like, you know, once in a while I may even bleed a little bit, but I love it. Maybe it does make sense. Some people you hang out with. <laughs> I mean, just once, and I had a bunch of those types of people. What uh, can me and Bernie convince you to stop this uh, annual ridiculous party you throw every year? I know, I know, you want to see Dolores and all these other people and blah blah blah. But can we stop? Can we get you to stop doing this nonsense? You know what? I honestly, I you know, we had this discussion the other day, but I hope <laughs> you know what yes, it is. <laughs> I do it more for because, listen, the community supports me. They so do. I'll support anybody who supports me. They I do, do it genuinely, not like these politicians who do it to pander, and they're not doing it from their heart. You know, it's just like che- checking off a box. Hey, you know, I, I supported the LBG. I can't even say it. Yeah, it's like nine letters. LBG, Don't worry about it. I always yeah. say it wrong. Yeah. Community. And it's, and they're just doing it for that reason. They're not doing it because they are involved in the community or they, or they have, like, you know, relationships with people. You know, they're my patients. They come to me. They support me. They support my business. So I'll support anybody. And by the way, Bernie, I can attest to that. I mean, if you ever look at her Instagram account, she actually puts alive. It's nuts, like all the things she does. Like she'll be injecting somebody's ass or somebody's (laughs) face. And a lot of these folks are really good-looking people. Those are the gay ones, by the way. Um, (laughs) Only a couple of really good heteros like me and Danielle. But uh, you do. You do get a lot of those patients, and and they do love you. So if if that is your motivation, then me and Bernie can't knock you for that. We can't. It's it's sincere. Yes, it's a sincere. It's sincerity. So I, uh, you know, and I do agree with you with the whole, you know, not – the whole month or whatever. And, you know, if they're doing it for one group, they should do it for, listen, veterans should get a whole year. So, you know, uh, they should be support. Mm-hmm. They should be, you know, recognized every day for what they do. So I do agree with that. And I think that what most most people are doing now, they're just kind of like, you know, they're just pandering and they're just, you know, saying, I support this group, I support that group. And it's not really genuine. And, you know, I think it's just, it's 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 not it's not the way it should be done. If you're going to do something no. from your heart, it should be done from your heart, and something and should Absolutely be something that right. you believe in too, or you support. And it sounds like you do. It sounds like you do, Jen, because uh, 
Well, you just spelt it out. You just laid it out. Uh, uh, so, uh, so continue the parties, and we support <laughs> the parties now after having this uh, three-minute discussion with you because your sincerity just screams. It's, just, it's, it's out there, and we know it. But as far as uh, your day with the Rosenbergs today, <laughs> I mean, this is huge. This, this, this is going to encompass what, uh, your whole afternoon? My whole afternoon. And I've been with them since last, well, not all night, but last, since last night. Right. We went to the Yankee game together. So now yeah, I we, get to spend. We had dinner at Wits End last Friday in Rockaway. Yep. And in all likelihood, we're going to take a, uh, a cruise to Italy together in August. I yes. can't say where and why because I got into trouble already. Wow. But, yeah, yes. what, so yeah, Jen is like, you know, she's at the house last weekend. So oh, the house her is and Danielle are getting very close. You guys are getting very close. I, I love see Danielle. it. Danielle's great. She's the best. She's, she's like, best. I said, Danielle, if we were friends when we were younger, I said we would have been in big oh, trouble. Oh, no, God. Thank God you weren't. Uh, <laughs> by the way, Leslie Slender's in studio, our beautiful uh, sales girl who uh, helped with this uh, beautiful marriage together, even though I did become aware of you before. Uh, and um, and what you do, and Danielle was saying it last night, and it it does mean a lot. I would have to fly Danielle to Palm Beach just to get Botox. She went to six or seven different doctors here in New York. I mean, big names, you know, yes. Park Avenue guys. You know, some of the folks that the the TV ladies go to, nobody could lift their eyebrow outside of this one lady in Palm Beach. And I even had a lady who worked uh, Friedler. She worked at uh, Vance Dermatology, mm -hmm. free, everything, nothing. You. You came along, and you are the only person outside this doctor in Palm Beach that has been able to do what Danielle and other women like. So not only are you a good friend here, but you are actually really great at your job. You're great at it. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. A lot of years, a lot of I, you know, it's, and also it's a gift. I have to say it's, it's something that you're born with. It is an artistry, so it's not like, you know, I mean, any doctor, nurse practitioner, or PA can do it, but it's just, if you have a license, but you really, really have to have a knack for it. Like, look, not everybody, could, well, they want to be on the radio, but not everybody can be a radio host as great as you and great right. as Barney, right? Right, true. So well, that is really you have true, to have a knack for it. <laughs> so Sid has a pretty good-looking uh, mug uh, face, if you will. <laughs> Uh, now, if you didn't do these uh, Botox shots, would, would he have a face that would look like a deflated football? Is that, <laughs> is that the case? Is that pretty much what we're looking at here? I, I, think, I think Sid looks great, and even if he didn't do Botox, he'd look great, but it's Botox yeah. does give him that a little extra oomph. Yeah, I'm, I'm amazed, too, to Bernie's point, how many guys will send me a text and go, like, even women, why do you, my sister goes to me just now, Ray Sherry, I love you, but you're a nut, like, People that look should mind the business. No, but they, but no, but they have this. They, <laughs> you know what the problem is? They're uninformed. So they go, you're shooting botulism in your face. It's unhealthy. Oh, None of that is true, by no. the way. It's, it's like steroids, too. You know, I'm not going to argue about it. But the truth is, is that if you do steroids in moderation, it's actually good for your libido. It's good for your muscle tone. It doesn't kill you. Now, if you do as much as Lyle Alzado, you end up dead. That's true. But the idea that any one of these injectables is bad for you is just, that's just ignorance, right? Well, first of all, it wouldn't be on the market for 21 years if it was bad. I mean, Botox has been on the market since FDA approved since 2002. So if there was such major issues with it, wouldn't there be so many lawsuits? Wouldn't they have recalled it? Wouldn't we have seen that a lawyer commercial go, hey, have you ever gotten injected with Botox? We have a lawsuit for you. Right. This would, that would happen. And Phil is too, happen. by the way. Phil is too. Yeah, I mean, Phil is a great. But they're, 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 they were created for this reason and they're and that's why you know that's why we use them because they are FDA approved and they were they were tested and retested again for these use and they work if done properly obviously if you go to somebody who doesn't know what they're doing right. you might have a screwed yeah. up job right. and by the way 9 times out of 10 the people Bernie you know this the people that are uh, the, the naysayers the ones that are the detractors 
they look awful. It's, they're not coming from a place <laughs> where they're gorgeous people. Because no. the, the really good-looking people, guess what? <laughs> they do it. They it, all do that's it. That's why they're so beautiful. Right. right. <laughs> and by the way, you know, it's, it, it's your choice. I mean, uh, exactly. you know, so stop. This is a judgment-free zone. And I would say this, Jen, this testimony by Sid about your abilities and, and your qualifications and how good you are, I, I mean, right now I would say let's plug your uh, business right now. Where is it? How can people access it? Because what Sid said would would almost persuade me to go to it as well. <laughs> I'm, I'm still waiting for you to come. Yeah. Now that I'm in he, Long Island. He, he doesn't need it. He's lucky. No, he doesn't. He's in his midst, uh, whatever he is, and he's got this beautiful Irish skin. He's, he, got he's skin. lucky with that. He yeah, and he doesn't have sun damage like I've got. So he's at, he doesn't need well, it, to be honest. Well, you love the sun. Yeah, sure. I do love the sun. But yeah, it's a Bernie's up point. So you can find me at DolceAesthetics.com. I'm also on Instagram, also. Same name, Dolce Aesthetics New York. Um, and we have four locations, two in Queens, one in Howard Beach, one in Glendale, one in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, and one we just opened right by you, Barney, in Oceanside. Yes, and you oh, are wow. Yeah, and you are like this uh, this larger than life personality. I know, oh. Wherever we are, people know you. Like Yankee game last night, they know you. We go to the restaurant <laughs> Rockaway, they know you. Every time I start to feel like I've gained some real popularity as a big time radio host, here comes Jen. It's like ah. Oh, <laughs> How do, you, how do you know so many people? What is your uh, what, 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 what is it about you? What is that? I don't know. You're going to run for office at some point. Even, I'd think. like to at some point. You would? I would. You're thinking about what? Congress, assembly? What would you want to do? I don't know. I mean, even if I get on the school school board at some point, and I would what, what, anything. Why I, do you want to run for office? Because you think the world is – you hate what's going on. Here, I right? hate what's going on. I do. I just think that they need people with common sense and with logic and for some somebody that the people can relate to. I think that the, it's just so – Everything is so polarized and everything is just, people don't want to hear it anymore. Everything that they're saying on the news, it's like repetitive over yeah. and over and they like, just. Like Jade it, Prime. It's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just think that I want, the people want to hear, hear real people and, and that's what we should have in, in you know, in, 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 um, in our offices. I mean, this is, you know, what's going on now is, is just like everybody is like who's going to one up who on, on whatever cause it is, on this, on, on uh, racism, on, 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 uh, on um, other social issues, so you know they people want to hear real, real talk. They don't right. want to hear this other stuff. Everybody's worried about inflation. Everybody's worried about the gas prices. You know, I can't even go. Right. I, my truck it cost a hundred and ten dollars for me to fill up my truck yesterday. When I, when Trump was in office before he left, it was a dollar eighty seven. It cost me sixty dollars to fill up this wow. truck. Big difference. So how do people you know, survive? Exactly right. They can't. We we need more people like. You in office, uh, Jen, and if there ever was a year for you to run, this is it. But uh, people are sick and tired of the status quo and the people who are running the country. I call it down in Washington, D.C., the idiocracy uh, is running this country uh, the, the, and locally as well. You have people who are clueless and they're, they, they, they don't have the people's interests at heart. They have their, their own personal interests at heart. If, you know, it's all about their, their little ambitious agenda and them. And they, they don't speak from the heart like you just did right here. Uh, you know, it's just watching it is just cringeworthy and just listening to these people talk. I mean, they don't even know what they're, they're, they're like what you you mentioned with Joe Biden yesterday. He, he said somebody dropped dead. I mean, do you know what I mean? <laughs> like this is the person that's running a country. It's so embarrassing. You weren't moved. You weren't. Uh, you didn't become emotional. No, about I was. I was. First I was of all, I forgot the person's name, and then he said they dropped dead. I mean, God. Yeah, I felt really badly for my yeah, friend. What's his uh, name? Uh, what, yeah, what's his name? Well, he dropped dead. 
but that should show you how they just pander and they don't yeah. care. They just don't care. They're yeah. reading off a, a, a teleprompter and it's nothing from it's nothing what they believe in. It's right. just no. it's insane. By the way, your uh, ex who uh, was really <laughs> sweet last night uh, to invite us, Tommy Gucciardi. I happen to like this guy a lot, and he sent me a beautiful message this morning. He just said you sound great on the air with uh, me and Bernie. So, ah, uh, so, thank you, Tom. I think what you should do right now is tell Tom you love him and you want to get back together right now. <laughs> No, um, so, so we're who, better as we're better as friends, right? For now, uh, so who, <laughs> yeah. So who was more popular on Howard Beach, you or Frankie Russo? Oh, I don't know. It's probably a toss up. I don't know how popular he is right now. He's not very popular because he he did something with Eric Adams. Yeah. What happened? Tell well, us the story. I, he I he believed he endorsed Eric Adams, and you know most of the population in right. Howard Beach right. are mob, mob guys. They don't like Eric. They're Adams. Republican. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And um, I guys. think they weren't they weren't very happy with his decision to do that. So, and oh, because God. I'm a Howard Beach resident, that's all I'll say about that. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, we feel you. We got the message. We, uh, Curtis Lewa was the guy. Uh, don't blame me. There's buttons going around. Don't blame right. me. I voted for Curtis Lewa. That's right. That's right. There are all those buttons. And it's true. Yeah. I mean, this guy has fixed nothing so far. Eric what? Adams, nothing. Everything's falling apart. Crime's getting worse, for God's sake. But it's diversity. There's diversity. <laughs> yeah, right. He loves that word. A, loves that word. So stupid, right? Oh, my God. D-E-I, diversity, equity, and inclusion. <laughs> Give me a break. Uh, How bad. about F-I-X, fix the bad. damn problems? Yeah, it is bad. So people come by your know, Dolce Aesthetics over the next couple of days. We mentioned Bernie McGurk and or Sid Rosenberg. What do they get? They get like a, a free slip or something? Or? Oh, they get, they get the royal treatment. Get the, well, well, yeah. if, they mention, <laughs> if they mention the Bernie and Sid show, they'll get yeah. 10% off any really? treatment. Yes, they I, do. I don't even get that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the hell is that? He's in my name and Bernie's name. And what now, again, just quickly before we have to run here, uh, Botox, we do that, me and Danielle. Fillers, uh, I mentioned. What else you guys do We do, do laser hair removal. We do laser facials, hydrofacials. We treat acne scarring, microneedling. And now we're going to be starting to do um, body sculpting. So, what do you mean by that? The, the stuff in your stomach, you mean? Yes, well, yes. it's for your whole body. So it's basically right. um, massage therapy to help, um, like, you know, after after surgeries, a lot of women get it so that they will get out, like, whatever extra fluid is in. And, gotcha. you know, for Yeah. And the lips, too. You do the lips. You did of the nose lips last time. It came out yes. great. Yeah. Yes. I'm the, I'm, they call me the lip queen. They call you the lip queen. Yes. You play a lot of things. You have a lot of nicknames. <laughs> <laughs> I do got a lot of, a lot of nicknames. Plus, we both have daughters named Ava about the same age, who are both a pain in the ass, both beautiful, both brilliant, and they're, they're almost identical twins, those two. It's the, the, both it's of the generation. It's the generation. Isn't, the, isn't Lisa Rinna the lip queen? Yeah. Well, yeah. she's. The, I think. No, no, yeah, but that's for something else. I think. Uh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Okay, I just. The more I watch Harry Hamlin, the more I'm not so sure about that. By the way, that's a good call, though, Barney. That's a very good call. Well, listen. Thank you for stopping in again today. You're a dear friend. We love you. We love the fact we spend money on our station. Believe me when I tell you that. But uh, we love you as a person, too, both me and Bernie. You become a dear friend of ours, and, and thank you for coming, and we'll see you later on today. Yes. Thank you so thank much, you gentlemen. So much. It was great to be here. You had fun, right? I, it, I it, it was an honor. Thank you. Thank you, Bernie. I love you. You're awesome. Stay well. Love you, too, Jen. A, uh, a pleasure. We'll, we'll do it again. Definitely. So Have a great day. She's so cute. Jen, <laughs> uh, folks, Jen Delandro, Jen from Dolce Aesthetics, and if you do that type of stuff, uh, she's the only person to go to. And if you don't, you're going to be ugly the rest of your life. What do I care? We'll come back and uh, we'll play Beat Bernie, a whole bunch of stuff. Keep it right here. We're doing it live! Hey, Bill O'Reilly here, and you are listening to Bernie and Sid. God help you. On the Red Apple Podcast Network.
Back here on the Bernie and Sid Show. And uh, it is Friday. It's, uh, I don't know about you, Sid, but I feel tired right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm about ready. this morning. I got three hours of sleep last night after the Yankee game. So I'm happy it's Friday. I love this job. I love working with you. I do. But yeah. I'm, I'm tired. I'm tired. Yeah, we need a little uh, little uh, rest and relaxation, a little yeah. rejuvenation, a l- little charging is what we need. That's all. Re- recharging. But, uh, yeah, I do love this job as well. And uh, I got to tell you, I'm so impressed. Uh, Mr. Katzmatidis' his knowledge on uh, on everything and his opinion and, and his and, and it, it's just his overall demeanor and it, he's an inspiration as i said uh, the guy is a workaholic he's got to work the work ethic w- which is why he is who he is right now and it, it shows itself uh when he comes on the show so it was a great segment with mr katsimatidis yep agreed and uh and every, unlike- every billionaire you know whether it's katsimatidis donald trump elon musk they all work their asses off. I mean, it's just, you know, that's just the way it works. I, yeah. I don't know people. You, I mean, I guess in the old days, the dot-com era, maybe, you know, people made a ton of money and then spending the rest of their lives on boats and down in Miami and that type of thing. Exactly. But most and billionaires st- have stocks. to work. Right, right. Some hedge fund hedge fund guys, uh, they, they, you know, they, they, they hit the lottery, essentially. They didn't necessarily work hard. Right. Uh, unlike, uh, say, well, Mr. Katsimatidis, who uh, started out. You know, came through America as at six months old, I believe, something like that, and uh, lived in Harlem, and uh, you know, pulled himself up by his bootstraps, and here he is, and and, and because of him, here you and I go, uh, you know, co-hosting the morning show on seventy-seven WABC. It's a beautiful thing, unlike the imbecile in chief down in Washington D.C. This guy who's ruining everything, intentionally, I believe, intentionally. Out of cowardice and out of uh, incompetence, it's just infuriating, is what it is. But uh, in any case, it's fun to uh, listen to him screw things up. Here he is, cut seventeen. Uh, this is the reason why he has a twenty-four percent approval rating from Latinos who traditionally support Democrats. Twenty-four percent approval from Latinos for Joe Biden. Cut seventeen, please, Lou. It's awful hard as well to get. Latinx vaccinated as well. They hate that. The Latinos, the Hispanics, do not call them Latinx, all right? Your pandering can sometimes go too far. It was really sickening, Latinx, you, you stupid moron. A cut 16. And he, he's, it, Sunday is Juneteenth, uh, June 19th. Uh, and that was the day back in uh, 1865 when the people, in, slaves in Texas and other states, actually found out that they, they, well, they were free. The Civil War was over and slavery was over. They didn't find out until months later, June 19th. Here's Joe Biden describing a Juneteenth. Please play the clip. Cut 16, Lou. He's going down to Texas on Juneteenth, right? The first major massacre, literally speaking, of the uh, Black Wall Street, right, years ago. Wrong, wrong, wrong. You instituted the holiday, June 19th. By the way, he never mentioned June 19th from 1972 to 2020. All those years never mentioned, nor did Obama, never mentioned Juneteenth. But in any case, there was no massacre. It was what I said. He's talking about the Black Wall Street in Tulsa, Oklahoma, where there was a massacre. That's another completely different event. Get your facts right, stupid. 
All right, uh, moron, he, even though it really doesn't matter there. I mean, yeah, it's just a matter of being wrong. But in this it doesn't matter either. This is Pride Month, right? Uh, we've talked about it. They're shoving everything down your throats. We love the gays, but listen, just because you were born gay doesn't make, mean you accomplished anything. But at the White House, they celebrate it every single day. It's Pride Month this, Pride Month that, blah, 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 blah. Cut 14. This is Joe Biden yesterday. Again, celebrating Pride Month. Cut 14, please. We're also proud to have signed an executive order on my first day in office to combat discrimination against LGBTQI, excuse me, plus Americans. I, I mean, that really is a celebration <laughs> of the holiday, of the month right there. LGBTQ. And then at the same event, he does a shout out to somebody. He forgets a person's name and then. The condolence he gives for that person. We just talked about it with Jen. Cut 15, please, Lou. And by the way, my sympathies to your the family of your F, uh, uh, your, your CFO, who uh, un- dropped dead very unexpectedly. My best to their family. It's tough stuff. <laughs> uh, my condolences to what's his name, <laughs> I mean, who, who just dropped dead. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Can you believe this? Oh, God. You believe that? I can't. I I I, 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 I ain't even trying to hear that right there. Uh, you know that's funny, man. That's funny right there. So let me do one more here. CNN, CNN was talking about the Ron DeSantis, and uh, him calling Elon Musk an African American, and it was uh, it was Van Jones, by the way, in this clip, who actually uh, he talks about how it was a, a smart move. Now it, it's I'm going to play the entire, not the entire segment. But it starts with the anchor, Brianna Keeler. This is cut number, I believe, 24, Lou. Uh, No, not cut number 24. 27 or 28. That's right, 27 or 28. It would be cut 28. Go. (laughs) Elon Musk. So what I would say, um, you know, I'm focused on 2022. uh, But with Elon Musk, what I would say is, you know, I welcome support from African Americans. What can I say? (laughs) That might have gone over the head of some people, yeah. but he was he's from South Africa. Yeah, yeah. Well, people again, people assume that everybody from Africa is black. Uh, Elon Musk is a, a white South African uh, who came to the United States. So he's he's kind of teasing. But what he's really doing is keeping that story in the news cycle. Uh, uh, this guy is very, very smart about keeping us talking about him, DeSantis. And when the richest guy in the world says something about you and then you say something funny, it keeps his name in the in the news cycle. Uh, this guy's learned a lot from Donald Trump. So he admires uh, Ron DeSantis. He's a smart guy. Uh, I'm convinced more and more that Ron DeSantis is going to th- throw his hat in the ring and challenge Donald Trump in 2024. Me too. Me too. Uh, yeah, right? I think the conventional uh, w- wisdom was he wouldn't do it if Trump ran, but I think he's starting to be beloved and hated enough, like Trump, where he could, he probably thinks he can beat him. Uh, yeah, I think so. And uh, – well, and there are other reasons as well. Trump is insisting on uh, looking back at 2020. And nobody ha- has more love for Trump than me, but that's a mistake. Anyway, CNN continues their uh, move to the right under the tutelage of uh, former Morning Joe producer Chris Licht, who, who uh, as I explained yesterday, Lou and myself know from uh, when Joe and Mika were hosting the Midday Show, the show, show you and I took over. Joe and Mika used to come over to the 77 WABC Studios live at Tupen Plaza. And we saw Chris Licht every day. 
Anyway, now he's running. He took over for that schmucker, schmuck Zucker. Uh, so and and they they're moving to the right, and he also banned them saying the big lie. Cut twenty nine. This is how they used to used to use the words the big lie. Cut twenty nine, please, Lou. Even those who say the big lie is in fact the big lie. Keep pushing the big lie. Her primary driving issue in some cases is the big lie. With supporters of the former president and the big lie. The big lie. The big lie and the big liar. <laughs> Talking about Trump and what yeah. he says about yeah. the rigged 2020 election, the big lie, can't say it anymore. And so uh, they're, they're, they're moderating their tone. And you heard Don Lemon the other day asking tough questions of the really incompetent Karine Jean-Pierre. But in any case, uh, it's interesting to see how CNN will fare because their, their viewership they're getting less than like 400,000 viewers oh, at this point. Really, really bad. Even Chris Cuomo doubled that. And it was pathetic then, 800,000. Not like you said, yep. under four. I mean, it's. And he did call out two guys in particular Brian, Fat Brian Stelter and uh, Jim Acosta. Two guys that you and I really don't like. So let's see. Maybe you can fix it. Uh, best of luck because yeah. it's, uh, it's, uh, it's certainly an uphill battle. But listen. They said the same thing about WABC a couple of years ago. John Margo, Katsimatidis, and Chad Lopez figured it out. The difference is they took over this place with great talents like you and I. CNN doesn't have that, so uh, let's see if they can fix it. Well said, Sid Rosenberg. Uh, Beat Bernie is coming up. Now it's time to Beat Bernie. It's time to Beat Bernie. Sponsored by Fearless Boilers and Pavilion Tankless Water Heaters. You think you can beat Bernie? Good luck. It's time to be Bernie. All right. It may be time to be Bernie, but I don't have a game. I don't have a contestant. I'm looking at pictures right now that Leslie sent me of uh, me and Jen. 13, to be exact. We are going to uh, play Beat Bernie here momentarily. Your chance at cash and prizes. Thanks to Pete Morgan. I had lunch with Pete Morgan yesterday. Pico's. One of Louis' uh, favorite places on 129. A little Mexican food. I had the uh, the beautiful chicken burrito, and uh, my man Pete Morgan went with the chicken tacos, and we did share some guacamole, and it was a lovely uh, afternoon lunch for the great Pete Morgan. All right, today's contestant is a, thank you, Phil, is a service technician out of Middletown, New Jersey. His name is Scott. Scotty, good morning. How are you, pal? Hey, Sid. How's it going? It's going well. You, uh, you're having a good summer? Everything good? Business is okay? All that's Okay. Everything's good. Can't complain, really. Beautiful. Married? You got kids? The whole thing? Married. Three kids. All grown. Oh, all grown. Okay. Sound like a very young guy. Okay, great. So a little time for you and the wife this summer, and you get away at all, or basically sit back in uh, in Jersey? Uh, my wife's family lives down south, so we'll probably go down there and see them. Oh, that's nice. Okay. Where? Where, where down south? Uh, near Richmond, Virginia. Very nice. Well, listen, happy Father's Day, and good luck in today's game. Okay, pal? All right, thank you. Here's number one. In 1891, a crab pot in San Francisco became what organization's first kettle for Christmas donations? Uh, Salvation Army. That's right. Scott, what is the capital city of the Republic of Macedonia? Get out of here. Who the hell would know this? People live there. I don't even no know. idea. Phil, Phil knew it. <laughs> Phil knew it? Yeah. I'm Macedonian. Oh, he is. He's actually Macedonian. That was easy. What's the capital? No idea. No, you, Phil. Skopje. That's right. Oh, yeah. He actually is Macedonian. 
<laughs> they wrote that question for you. So congratulations. Thanks, Justin. So one out of yeah, 10 million go. got it. Yeah. What United States military decoration is awarded to all armed forces personnel wounded or killed in action? Purple Heart. Yeah. Very good. Islands in what gulf include Bahrain, Karg, and Bobian? What uh, did you repeat that? Did, did, yeah, what well, all these islands, uh, Karg Island, Bahrain, and Bubiyan, are in what gulf? Uh, gulf of Suez? Wrong, you two-legged bag of anthrax, you be Jesus. The Persian Gulf. And finally, in early January, following a presidential election, what official presides over a joint session of Congress at which the electoral votes are counted the official is also the president of the Senate. That's your hint. Uh, the vice president? Yeah. Oh, you did a good job, Scotty. Very good job. You got, uh, let's see, one. You got three right. Three right. Put the pressure on Bernard. Let's throw our Scotty on hold. Here he is, a champ, the great Bernard McGurk. Bernie, how are you, pal? I'm doing well, blood clot. How are you doing? Four, and you win today, okay? Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, I'm, now I'm nervous. Did you know that Phil is Macedonian? Phil, the contestant? No, Phil. Oh, the Phil. Have you? Have you? Yeah. Have you met this kid? You, I think you've met him back in December. I don't think I've. Met, I, I, I don't think I've met Phil. Oh. I, I, may, maybe for a moment. Oh, maybe you would love him. We weeks. met each other, but it was very quick. You would love him, by the way. Oh, okay. He's, yeah. He's, he's well, slow. Uh, he's a little slow. There's something wrong with him, I think. But he's really. He's, thank uh, you. I can tell you this. Sorry about that. He does a great job. That I know. He does a great job for me. He's a he really walking, does. He's a, he's a walking encyclopedia when it comes to sports too. I mean, the guy's incredible. He really is. But he's got better, this better haircut. Than you? Yes, he is a little better. When it comes to the NBA, wow. only the NBA. But he's got this haircut. He looks like uh, De Niro in Taxi Driver, and I think he's ultimately capable of doing the same exact thing. That's just my my, my gut. Well, which one of us is not capable of that? That's a good point. Yeah, okay. Number one, Bernie. In 1891, <laughs> a crab pot in San Francisco became what organization's first kettle? For Christmas donations. That would be, uh, well, the Red Cross would be the wrong answer. It's the Salvation Army. That's right. Now, Phil knew this one because he happens to be Macedonian. What is the, you can't tell the capital city. What is the capital city of the Republic of Macedonia? Uh, the Republic of Macedonia, the capital would be. You don't know this stuff. Stop. Uh, now, hold on a second. It would be... Uh, Lou said he'll give you oral in front of Macy's on Christmas Eve if you get this right. Years ago, it was Gimbel's. Well, I, don't think, <laughs> I don't think I want that. Uh, Macedonia would be... The Republic would be... Uh, no, I don't know. Of course not. Wrong, you two-legged back of Phil, tell Bernie the answer. He's so excited. It's Scorpia. There he is, Scorpia. I guess Phil is wow. hang out there, yeah. What United By the States? way, that's, uh, that, that's some lineage, uh, Alexander <laughs> the Great, Mace- to be Macedonian. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I was named after his father, actually, Philip, King Philip of Macedon. You believe no this? No kidding. Wow. Isn't that unbelievable? He's a conqueror. <laughs> he is. <laughs> <laughs> what United States military decoration, Bernie, is awarded to all armed forces personnel wounded or killed in action? Well, the Purple Heart. That's right. <laughs> Bernie, islands in what gulf include Bahrain, Karg, and Bubian? The Gulf of Aden. 
You know, by the way, so far, Bernie has answered the same questions correctly and incorrectly the contestant did. No, we're looking for the Persian Gulf. And uh, you get this one, you end up in a 3-3 tie. And he did get this one, the contestant. In early January, following a presidential election, what official presides over a joint session of Congress at which the electoral votes are counted? Your hint is the official is also the president of the Senate. Uh, the president of the Senate, that would be the vice president. Hey! Good three, three, tie. There you have it. Bernie, say hello to Scotty. Scotty, how you doing, pal? Good job. Hey, hey, Bernie, how you doing? You're sounding great, man. I appreciate that. Thank you. Scotty, where are you from, bro? Uh, Middletown, New Jersey, near the, near the shore. Oh, cool, cool, cool. You, you, any plans to go down there? How, how is the shore, by the way? I used to go to the Jersey Shore. I, I went to both the Hamptons uh, and the Jersey Shore. And I have to say, in, 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 all, in all objective fairness, the Hamptons was actually nicer. I hate to say that. Don't hate me, uh, you all you Jersey Shore people, but uh, yeah. the, uh, the physical what? beach was actually nicer than the Jersey Shore. Uh, I live I live near the beach. I hardly ever go. I got a pool and... That's how I cool off. Uh, that's funny. I, you, you're like me. I, I go, but I don't hang out. I don't, like, put up lawn chairs. My wife yeah, yeah. does, and she, she wishes I would, but I do not. I'll maybe go down there and uh, take a run, maybe a swim, but uh, an hour tops. That's it, and I'm back and yeah. I, in my house with the pool and all that stuff, just like you. <laughs> Same here. But. But either way, uh, listen, man, you did a great job. Uh, you tied me, and uh, you should get a prize for it. I don't know if you will. But thank you for listening very much, uh, Phil. Appreciate Not Phil. What's your name again? Scott, but my middle name is Philip, so you're close. So, yeah, we were just talking to Phil, uh, our new employee there. But anyway, Scott, listen, thanks for listening. Thank you for uh, playing, and uh, we'll do it again soon, all right? All right. Thank you. Thank you, my brother, back here on the Bernie and Sid Show. We're going to close out the show. You want to give us a call, 1-800-848-9222. We'll be right back. Beat Bernie, sponsored by Fearless Boilers and Pavilion Tankless Water Heaters on 77 WABC. Bernard McGurk. Unacceptable is throwing your beer can on the subway tracks. <laughs> Sid Rosenberg. I don't believe it's a three-man race. Bernie and Sid in the morning on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Here we go. Here we go. Paul Cubby Bryant. The 5 o'clock whistle right here on T100. They used to play this, one of the, like, ten songs, you know. I think it was Cubby. I may be wrong. It wasn't Elvis. Elvis does mornings, but was it was it Cubby who did the afternoon? Uh, yeah, one of those. They're all irreplaceable, all replaceable, I should say. No, I like this. Yeah, I just I liked all those guys back then. Now, no, but what they they all sound the same pretty much. Oh no, you're right. It's Friday. Yeah, it's for the weekend. I mean, you couldn't say blow the whistle. It's five o'clock. Now you're right about that. You're right. But I did enjoy it. Like I actually look forward to the Z100 five o'clock whistle. Oh yeah. I used to shut up Mike and the and go to Z100. Yeah. I like I like the right now when you just did it. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> Thank you. Any, the, the point is that anybody can do it. No, you're is, right. Essentially, you're right. Uh, who, who was that guy that was? Um, we used to see him all the time at WPLJ. Nice guy. He's called me and you, Bernie. Scott Shannon. Oh, uh, 
No. No, not Scott Shannon, the no. midday guy. Uh, the, the guy, uh, I, yeah, he went on to, he's, he's working at another oh, radio oh. station right now. Another deep voice. Uh, Reese, right? uh, Reese Davis? That's, no, he's uh, ESPN. Race Taylor. Race Taylor. Race Taylor. Bingo, bingo, bingo. He's a nice guy. People Very thought he was guy. a great, great talent. I, I know a lot about him, but they, they think he's a great talent. And the other guy that was on in the morning with Shannon was a Todd Pettengill. Yeah, no one liked him. Nobody liked oh, yeah. him. They hated his guts. Like hated his guts. No, no, not, not only, yeah, right. Not only did I like him, they despised him. They hated his guts, yeah. And then he was doing the, the show from Texas, and we weren't supposed to say anything, you know. <laughs> and Scott Shannon, by the way, hated his guts, and he, he, he put the, he, he stabbed Scott Shannon in the back is what he did. He did, right? He, oh, absolutely. They plotted against uh, Scott Shannon. Oh, yeah, to, yeah, yeah. Uh, in fact, they asked Scott Shannon, they told him on a Friday, you your 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 career here has ended, and they made him leave the building, pack your stuff, and leave. That was the unceremonious, igno whatever the hell it is, ignominious exit that Scott Shannon suffered at the WP. Oh, I didn't know that. He left. And then of course he's oh, now yeah. now he's at uh, the old radio station, uh, CBS. CBS, right? And he does very well yeah. there, I think, yeah. right? Yeah. And he not, he did very well there after he, whilst Todd and that that girl was still on the air. He, wow. he kicked their ass, in other words. He got revenge. Oh, the great Jade Donovan? She was cute, Yes, Jade. that's right. Yeah. Jade. Yeah, that's Jade. right. Jade. 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 And then you had uh, the other little girl, Annie. She used to like me and you, Bernie. Annie, she was cute. And, uh, well, anyway, yeah. they're all fired. They're all fired. It's all over. <laughs> God, <laughs> love that. Yeah, it's, nice it's, kids. It seems like ancient history. Yeah. It doesn't seem to, like such a long time ago. You know, it, it will, and it's not that long ago. It's only like three or four years ago, but you're right. It feels like 25 years ago. Anyway, we're done. We hope you enjoyed the week here on Bernie and Sid. Bernie, magnificent. Great having you back this week. You sounded great. You feel great. Happy Father's Day. It's one of the best fathers I know. We'll do it again on Monday. Same here, uh, Sidney. Enjoy it. Uh, good luck with the, uh, you know, your face today as well. All <laughs> the love, you. by the way. All the love to you, too. Thank you. Justin Same Alec, to Lou. Lou Rafino, Phil from Macedonia, Peace. Frankie Diaz, and Deb Valentine, Jack and Carl. Happy Father's Day, folks, until Monday at 6.